listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. The common denominator, the nigga numerator. Never know who to hate. A niggas cater to your ego. I'm sorry, like Atari, whose cousin took a Lico. Vision Cotterico, back on the streets like Chico. The barge, he large, I got a lack in the garage. Few parts here and there, I declare hard, my lord. One at clock, one at Spellman. Both know each other, and it's cool. You could tell when he step off in the party, women jump for joy. But all the wild niggas screaming, they gon' jump the boy. For spitting all that bourgeois. My watch, my car, I'm a star. I'd rather be a comic by far. Rah! old school players the new school fools hey welcome to the black guy who tips podcast your host rod and Karen. and we are back yes did you miss back. me took a week off um karen your hair is looking great i just wanted to say it's oh, looking lovely you. you might can't grow no plants so you can grow some hair can't you i, I can't now nah, i can i kill a motherfucking plant <laughs> that bitch good as dead people talking about well it's annuals will it be a once a year thing with me i will kill that bitch yeah i don't think i didn't notice last night because by the time i got home you had it wrapped up because i oh, went to the store okay yeah you went to the store yeah to get the stuff for the soup so i'm glad you like it i yeah. like it too it looks great baby um, what is that the black version of a of a uh a spike head do mohawk yeah mohawk so it's afro hawk that's what they told me afro hawk that's what they did that's what they did it's a fro hawk <laughs> well, it looks beautiful thank you um anyway we are back it's on a saturday so you know what that means feedback time this is when we talk about the things that you talked about that we talked about the last week of shows we had which was a couple weeks ago um and you know we go on tangents we we it can be long it can be short we don't know what's gonna happen well it's what whatever you inspire us to do is what's gonna happen come on um of course if you're listening to this you should already know but you can find us on the black guy who tips.com mm-hmm. leave comments there we have each episode that we do has a post on the page where you can leave comments you can log in you can create a login you can do it anonymously but you can leave a comment and we read them on the show to see what you thought uh you can also leave us five star reviews on itunes or stitcher we got some new five star reviews on itunes Yay! we didn't get any on stitcher um so uh you know we got that coming up um also just as a reminder if you if you're a a person that is not premium right if you you don't listen to you know uh, stuff behind our paywall that's fine but you might be missing out on our movie reviews maybe you guys like when we talk movies you like when we talk tv um you know you're here for our game of thrones recaps and shit well we also do spoiled movie reviews you can also find those on itunes the black guy who tips spoiled movie reviews that's the name of it i know it's a long name but hey put in the black guy tips it'll come up too correct and uh we we have movies uh that we've reviewed on there and it's all you know um very quick simple reviews normally um and fun and i hope you guys enjoy that too and if you do enjoy it leave us five star reviews there because we'll read them on the show as well um what else is i thinking uh movie reviews oh you can also leave us um like uh money okay you can leave us money by going to the black guy who com. And on the right hand side, there is a donation, uh, little tab button where you can do recurring or one time, uh, you know, donation, put a little tip on it. We appreciate those who take the time out to do that. We appreciate them so much that we actually play them a song and, uh, and, and give them a shout out like church. So mm-hmm. that part, the tithes and the offerings, as they say, come on for the, for the building fund. I dedicate this song. Recession, depression, and unemployment. This song is for you. 
today's a new day yay new day new money and i want to give a shout out to dostry j thank you very much for your uh donation alexander m michael irvin the playmaker eric m attitude check you know uh jasmine a thank you very much waste bees by sura um person whose thing i put in the wrong box uh (laughs) stefan h thank you very much stefan we appreciate you janine r uh thank you as well omat a thank you omat um oh my girl shanna shanna uh b you guys know her um uh all the time on twitter and stuff at shitty bombots bombots i don't know how you pronounce that uh she's more sophisticated than me mary h deborah oh <laughs> uh, uh, um let's see uh jonathan w jonathan w thank you very much rachel h andy s Corey b jonathan h as well our man mr span from the span report podcast uh was just listening to them the other day uh he had an episode about colin kaepernick that i thought was pretty good and mm-hmm. uh ashanti was a guest and uh she did her she research. Had all the tea she had all the all the colin kaepernick nessa tea that i had not heard compiled like mm-hmm. that before so that was a good listen if you guys want to hear you know hear uh you know hear other sides of other opinions and stuff jeff uh jeff m thank you very much jeff with a g um marvin b yes marvin b uh michael w culture h early daisy photography golda s mccole f our boy j full solana s candace h nerds in luxury those luxurious nerds they have a podcast as well i've listened to it a couple times yes, pretty they funny do. asia d justin j Chriselle m you guys know Chriselle. Mm-hmm. uh yvonne m adam s michael s no relation and that's a brand new recurring donation for michael s i, I know him from uh twitter he's always uh hitting me up from uh across the pond i believe uh listen to the show uh tom w annie p annie are you okay i hope so uh our homeboy steam we got remember him at the uh mm-hmm. the live show he had the buttons mm-hmm. on he's always a sharply dressed man that's uh, how i always remember him because he's a, a very loyal uh listener and fan right. and every time we see him he literally looked like he just got the clock and sometimes i remember one show i think he actually got off work flew up there straight from work he's been listening to us for uh so long and mm-hmm. then uh he he was one of our first sponsors too he, he sponsored our uh, episode or two uh with his shirts and clothing uh That's a company good dude. sting and sky so mm-hmm. yeah man um he hit us with the uh with the one-time donation that said tbgwt support thank you mm-hmm. thank you baby joanna s miss hathaway noel w our boy bomani jones laura e rita macy oh also happy birthday bomani it's belated but i told him on twitter but and i uh, texted him but yeah happy birthday man uh like you said one more year to pretend to be young come on i know i'm over the hill i'm 40 already so i'm already there mm. benjamin you, c you let you let twitter tell you you're gonna die tomorrow <laughs> benjamin c not to be confused with the civil rights uh lawyer uh nicholas z renate m our girl olivia in chicago pete b joy m black film press comics dave in brooklyn 
uh ricky a pretty ricky what they call him um and this message has no content uh okay laura f i said you sure it might be slow loading triangle wine co oh shout out to them shout out to them they sponsored the show several times mm-hmm. and we have a fucking house full of wine we have yes, a house we slowly been full drinking of wine. on <laughs> christopher from hawaii calfani g mayhem in um in seattle mm-hmm. um cassie f thank you um uh, and that's everybody Woo! That was a, y'all took us to the end of the damn song I see you. I never heard this part. I know. <laughs> when the hell did he ad libbing? Kirk start doing ad libs at the end. So that's why I always thought Kirk would be rapping. That's why I wasn't surprised when he talked about putting the holy, the holy hammer out on them niggas if they uh, came in his daughter. Cause he, 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 he I, uh, I, I, I shoot you with these holy bullets. <laughs> I see ya. <laughs> Christian people love. They love Christian uh, music. Love sounding like rap, like black stuff. Come on, I dip these bullets in the blood of Jesus and give you a two piece. <laughs> they love, they, they love to, they love to sound like rap and like in the music and make it sound like, but they'll like make it holy instead of, you know, gangster. It's like, come <laughs> on, Holy Spirit, I see you out there now. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Look out, player! <laughs> Nothing but the same soup reheated in Jesus's name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> might get me down on a nice pretty young uh, 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 usher be like be like be like me and me and my homie the holy ghost gonna light you up mm-hmm. where my real saints at i'm, I'm like, on the real ones i know i know a substitute for niggas when i hear it kurt you can't fool me <laughs> uh shame on an apostle that won't be down with the gospel if you know what i'm saying I'm come like, on mm, i don't think i think that, i don't think that goes like that think that's shame on a nigga <laughs> think that's shame on a nigga right there kurt um all right we had some five star reviews on itunes um the new negro the neo negro spiritual damn i like that mm-hmm. that's what's up the neo negro spiritual wow this person must be smart uh <laughs> i know right <laughs> <laughs> the neo negro spiritual oh you don't understand that that oh put that on the shirt come on uh snappy nat snappy nat what a cat is the name of the person who wrote that it says aka fubu this is our podcast rod and karen bring such a fresh perspective to the black podcast space rod's measured perspectives and karen's heartfelt and intuitive analysis and the o's to hip-hop are everything i need to get me through my day keep it coming guys we need you thank you thank you no pressure right <laughs> uh, yeah uh yeah nah but seriously thank you that's uh mm-hmm. that's dope thank you for the five-star review um and we also have and i you know it's always funny too because uh you can tell that people miss us and listen to us and so then when we take a week off this is how this happens all the time me and karen will be hanging out doing something and karen will be like well we take a week off that's when everything happened i'm like now nah, it's just so, stuff is always happening you that's know true that's true like we was here for cabernet jay-z we was here for the, the chicken sandwich gate we was here for it's just we take a week off the big thing that week is whatever we missed and whatever we missed people hit us on twitter and and all this we get email oh y'all need to come back and talk about this and it's like 
i i actually i need i need to take some time and, and i'm thankful for it because it helps give me perspective sometimes that i wouldn't have if i had to give my opinion daily so you know uh sometimes you get a more measured perspective or more distance from something and you can come at it and be like okay this is the nuance i see in it not speaking for everyone but this is my pov that and also the passion and the intensity that you have now will you have that same feeling a week from now yeah because i mean with the Chappelle special like i'll probably talk about it tomorrow but i know i probably felt 17 different ways and felt as intensely about each different way that i felt when i you know thought about it and all that stuff so you know i'm glad to have like oh you know let me take an extra four five days and then talk about it which i wouldn't have done if we were doing shows i for sure i would have been talking about it the night i watched it like what the fuck um all right so uh back to these five star reviews there are other podcasts and then there's tbgwt five stars by just playing just one who says i've been listening to black Test for almost two years this means i should have left the review a long time ago it's all good it's on time baby feeling your way around you know what i'm saying you was just getting used to the lay of the land come on we ain't even mad at you i know you was waiting on one of us to just like go for a hotel one day then you'd be like see i knew the second i supported these niggas they was gonna come on here and be like stop drinking alkaline and uh you need to get <laughs> you need uh women shouldn't have periods i knew you was waiting but two years is a pretty good you know when you go on a date and you, you go out with somebody a pretty enough you know time, they yeah. don't propose right away mm-hmm. i understand you don't say i love you the first day if they do run they crazy i'm, t- I'm just letting you know right now if they do uh, you don't need to be together rod and karen's open and easy chemistry makes their discussion of topics including some serious or heavy both engaging and laugh out loud on the train hilarious i soon discovered they are they also had a game of thrones podcast what i went premium got it to the archived episodes and never looked back i really appreciate the research and thought rod and karen put into the content and format the topics and discussion including with guests are current varied and always thought-provoking as an added bonus as a nice white lady uh tm i can rely on rider care to keep me up to date with the nonsense my people are pulling or what body parts we're openly admitting we don't wash <laughs> yes yeah, people just be volunteering stuff I mean, I mean you know they ain't got you know what if if you don't say it we don't know it but i don't they like i'm gonna let you know yeah white people tm man you know what it is i think i've been thinking about this once again distance perspective right you know bigger picture i've been thinking about this right i think white people also are so open about not being as clean as us because they didn't live under the the painful stereotype of being nasty correct you know what i'm saying like black people black women particularly uh because women in america were seen as being in charge of the household still are really Mm -hmm. but um you know white people always made up shit about black people and it was like from we had tails to we were dirty i just make shit up yeah um but um but i'm talking about in america so not america yeah they used to say we had tails for real for real even though they owned us they knew we didn't have tails they said that to keep people that were not around niggers to think we were animals they used to tell that lie jesus christ yeah that's a new one i i'll be reading and i didn't know that shit anyway uh 
or maybe I, I just was like that can't be true that's crazy because we know we don't got tails right yeah but but, but if, you know what in all fairness i've heard people say jewish people had tails back when i had in college and there was some hotels and they would say shit like that and it's like what are you mm-hmm. talking about Pe- people say that shit about people that they're never around and you put fear into people who have never interacted with black people so right. you perpetuate that fear basically anybody wasn't white they would make this myth that you had tails so that people would run up on you and panic because they think you're going to attack them that's the what that's the animal animal instinct thing that they kind of put on us and it's stayed forever because that's crazy so anyway the dirty stuff though is something they made up even though black women were responsible for cleaning white people's homes in many cases like and not just like slavery cleaning people home i mean even post-slavery it was like yo we hire black workers to come in and clean our shit and then they would turn around and be like black people are nasty dirty and filthy and they're you know morally uh you know just decrepit and all this stuff and i wonder if you know a century later we're on twitter right now being and white people are just feel like yeah you don't have to wash your legs every day and we're like the fuck you don't you have to wash your you have to wash yourself so much like you like nigga we all the lotions all the creams all the butters all, all the, um, the regimens all like, the body sugar creams like yes. if you think about how much cleanliness and um appearance is part of the black like culture how much we and, and i, I uh, to be fair not in a healthy way sometimes right like the way we make women feel about their edges um come on now you know, that's not white people that did that to us that's feel, us feel about their hair yeah feel about you know even, well hair is kind of that white yeah. white people did that yeah and, and even <laughs> even even something that's i know it might sound silly as being ashy and shit like that because ash yeah. is considered unclean that's what i'm saying i wonder how much of that is we have taken so much of white supremacy in and it's a weird form of respectability that we're performing mm-hmm. on each other to be like you was ashy you know um uh like that sketch on a black lady sketch show about the whole being ashy thing like you know it is like a weird and then uh when they talked about the you know the lotions and the hair and all that stuff we do put a lot of pressure on each other to be you know all on at all times and white people i think don't necessarily they have pressure obviously as women especially to be appear to look good but then they have like this uh cushion that they've experienced there for you know centuries of being the quote-unquote you know top of the food chain as far as women that i think they can say some shit like i don't wash my hands after using the bathroom and think it's all good while we were all recoiling hard at the at the at the very thought like what like i can't like every black child probably done got slapped across the hands coming out that bathroom without washing their hands you at wash least your once. hands that that's a very yeah. first very if you particularly you know how kids if you hear no water running did you wash your hands then you got to smell the hands be sure it smell like soap they'll throw the hands up on them they won't use no soap yeah man so i don't know it's just i hate to i mean take it that deep but mm-hmm, but, but you but, mean, when but she but brought up real. that whole thing about white people not washing and shit and my thing is like well white people uh what she say she said openly admitting they're not watching right. yeah because i'm like i'm sure there's some black people that like that, listen black people ain't a monolith there's some black people that do all this shit there's a black person that's like nigga i take a shower like once three days i don't give a fuck and then there's and but they're not out but they are too they know enough culturally that you can't be out here talking like that Mm-mm. and white people don't have that pressure man they just do shit 
this is news i can really use jokes aside i truly value this podcast as an opportunity to understand a broader set of perspectives and learn and do better five stars all the way thank you thank you baby thank you and uh yeah man you know like i said i, I say this every time we get one of these uh feedbacks from white people that are like yo i'm being really like i'm learning i'm doing this and i'm appreciating it because i wouldn't hear it otherwise hey um that's how people learn i do it with other podcasts and other forms of media where i'm like let me listen to a perspective that i'm not the center of so i can hear about myself um i don't think a lot of people do that to Mm -hmm. and, and which is very sad to be honest um i think people can practice and perform empathy but not a lot of people are empaths so they don't care what other people think and they Mm -hmm. don't care to get another perspective um and all that being said we don't do the show for that so if people get something that's dope i love that people say they're enriched they're educated or whatever same but we didn't we're not professors we didn't start off with like Mm -hmm. we're gonna teach the world we really Mm -hmm. just nope we're not any more special than any other two black people randomly giving their opinions on shit so um hopefully that message comes across as well that you know this we're not we're definitely not the exception to the rule there's a lot of people thinking just like us Mm -hmm. having these conversations but it's just not recorded and it's not put on the internet agreed i got five on it by llw2 who says i've been a fan for years rod was a frequent contributor to keith and the girl I found out that he and his wife had their own podcast and I was hooked from the first episode. Listening to Blackout Tits is like hearing good conversation between your southern cousins. Each episode is thought provoking and filled with laughter. Rod and 10 Star Karen bring it every single time. Yes. Oh, thank you. Keith Shout and the girl. We love them. Shout out to Keith and the girl. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, uh, I, I mean, I still listen to them. I've been listening Same. to them for years that's probably the first podcast i quote unquote loved you know what i'm saying like right right. there were other podcasts that i had listened to before them but that was the first podcast i was like yo what is this this is uh so podcasting ain't gotta be boring it ain't gotta be Mm -hmm. some bullshit Mm -hmm. uh it can be real people having real conversations it could be normal people not a professional now, now i don't mean that in a bad way yeah no they're professionals but yeah if we up to that point what we thought was professional was not you can do this yourself it was Correct. oh you're professional because you go to a studio and you record right. a podcast or you went to school or you got these degrees or you're in a particular field it was like no we just two normal ass people to talk about our opinions yeah um yeah for podcasting at the time it was like what's closest to radio correct and so whatever you were doing that was closest to radio so if you had like something with npr where you were actually being on the radio mm-hmm. uh like you know um this american life and stuff like that if you had certain there were certain little measurements that was like oh these people are podcasters and then it was like wait these people are podcasters as well and i like them more right and you know they don't quote unquote have their radio voice and that's what i liked about it it wasn't polished if that makes sense because a lot of times the radio stuff like say you go through and it's really polished Mm. they were just like normal regular ass people because like i said my name and my voice it wouldn't be quote unquote a radio type of a voice but right. podcasting gives people who don't have that polished sound a chance to get their voice out there yeah that's why when i listen to people talk about what a podcast has to be or should be it's hilarious uh yeah it's like you know almost a hundred percent of them don't count they throw us out right away immediately and i'm like but our shit is successful and it works uh keith and the girl five days a week sometimes the show can be an hour and a half two hours yeah like got premium making a living off of it 
over three thousand shows yeah y'all maybe maybe you're not considering everything maybe don't listen to every maybe don't just try to imitate what everybody else is doing and try to do something yourself and see where it takes you you know so um let's see then the last one is love this podcast five stars by wk2009 at me uh herb Monty jones references podcast a couple of times on his own show which piqued my interest i subscribe to the blackout tips on itunes and love the rap opening love karen's high octane fiery soliloquies on black women feminism and things that make sisters mad and i love rise confident manly defense of human rights for black women lgbtq people and all people it's good to listen to a fellow black man lovingly and forcefully defend black women and destruction of male privilege i love how passionate they are about the points of views because they are on the right side of history i became a yearly subscriber a few months ago and will continue to support them with my dollars i love the show and wish them continued success thank you baby thank you wow that was this is uh this is why we do this feedback show i clear this right right like you take a week off i'm like i'm tired of these motherfucking like all these topics on twitter and and the fucking interactions getting me like sound making getting sad off of this shit and then uh you come back to the feedback show and you get the five star you talk about what first you talk about the money uh shout out to capitalism and then uh because <laughs> y'all are real mvps and then we uh listen to the you know read the reviews and it's like yo man this is so dope and you know if you're listening to this right now you haven't left a review man come be part of this like mm-hmm. we love to hear from you if we enrich your life yes. if you're let us know you out there because that's the thing we look at the numbers and we know that they're real people but it's nothing like hearing from you and i know uh for a lot of people when they like something it's very hard for people to comment and and spread love just across the internet and shit period and it it um helps you uh and it helps us to know that you're out there yeah so thank you for those who left those comments Mm -hmm. and uh yeah if you're listening come be a part of it and leave us leave us some love man We, we we really uh you know it really more it really raises our spirits man um and lastly we got one five-star review from uh wk 2009 uh for our spoiled movie reviews yay hey okay it's been a while okay speaking of which tomorrow stars the next month which means i think i'll be putting up our july movie reviews so um you know so that'll be on the free feed uh next month next tomorrow or ne- in the next few days mm-hmm. best movie review podcast in cyberspace five stars by wk2009 at me who says if you haven't listened around the karen's keen hilarious and insightful reviews of movies do yourself a favor and subscribe to this podcast ron and karen are an amazing team and it's so refreshing to hear reviews from a black man and black woman who did who bring different life experiences to their reviews than the standard white male five stars all the way thank you thank you yeah that's the other thing too like uh i used to listen to a lot of review shows and i had to stop really um Mm, same like for two reasons for me though okay i used to listen the the first reason is the reason that uh most people that are not white men probably struggle is that you know i got tired of them like having fucked up perspectives and there's no one who knows or talks about race on the show so it's like you know they're talking about a movie and missing some glaring things my my biggest example of this was the first time i listened to slash film uh review uh and i used to listen to religiously but slash film review uh planet of the apes the reboot rise of the planet apes and they were clearly all three people 
and i know all three of them aren't white dudes but the, the perspective was white dudes basically they all three of them missed that the protagonists of the fucking movie are the apes and i i like i kept waiting you know how you be like is this a joke like when is uh when is somebody gonna turn around and be like oh wait a minute that means i'm like the y'all missed the whole and it's like that type of that type of centering of the white perspective the white uh that you won't see like when you see that movie you won't understand or appreciate how nuanced and smart and great it is unless you've experienced or been some form of othered or oppressed or understood the stories of the oppressed to the point where you will be like oh this whole movie is flipped on his head is this the first planet ace movie where the where the fucking humans ain't the heroes no they not and i remember when we first when we went to go see that we actually seen that in a white theater and me and you were the only people rooting for the ape then white people were highly upset when they left mm-hmm. the movie i was like they was like disgruntled distressed because they was like uh i cannot believe this i was like yes me and you were cheering and shit yeah it was crazy man we went to a super ritzy white people come on caesar said no and me you was like that's the goddamn right no yeah it wasn't on purpose that uh we went to that theater but we went to the super rich white people theater about like i think it might have been where it was showing at the time or something like that and uh i swear man we was in the front like we were having a ball and everybody else was distraught and then when we left uh you could just hear the conversations and they were like hushed conversations like i just don't what was the so why would the humans lost i don't get it like what's the was confused. and i'm just i'm just like nigga that's the this might be one of the greatest moves i ever seen in my life like how you ain't know <laughs> and, and now that you know we we're walking to the car and i'm like you know because we were quiet walking out listening to them mm-hmm. and they're getting the car and i'm just like i think like we're laughing and laughing at them white people because it's like i think they didn't know that that movie is for the apes nope and with the original one they was cheering for the humans not the apes that were actually captive so right. they was like oh y'all doing the reboot not realizing they're trying to build up to to the older movies you know almost like a, a prequel to it and so in their mind they could not understand why the apes were winning yeah but anyway that was a great movie um but that's why i stopped listening to certain and it wasn't just that i also noticed stuff like they didn't review black films that often like maybe if it was a really like an indie art house like thing but they like they will have weeks where like tyler perry's movie dominates the box office and they don't review it now i know what you're thinking some black people are like well i don't review movies i don't like tyler perry nigga your job ain't to review movies come on if your job is to review the fucking movie job and you go see other people's shitty movies when they, you go see adam sandler's movies when they out you go see uh you know um other movies that you're quote-unquote not into but you know that will be in the zeitgeist every week if you start if i noticed the trend of uh, another one they 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 didn't talk about um at the time i believe was best man holiday and, and that so, movie was like number one when it came out yeah and i was like oh this like this shit is kind of racist like it's not on purpose not you know like purpose, they didn't right they're not walking around like fuck black people pro- i hope i don't know maybe it is on purpose but, but my for guess, a lot of people it's not on yeah purpose, my guess right? isn't that it's just as movie critics they don't find that to be important to watch and so yeah we wanted to do our own movie show it's like why the fuck can't we do this and you know we don't specialize in blackness we're just giving our perspectives we happen to be black and we like what we like we don't watch everything either but uh you know we watch we watch what we watch we like what we like and we give honest reviews so all right now 
let's get into the comments on the website we got a few first of all we got one new comment on bossy ickby's medium talk episode i'm telling the truth but i'm lying medium talk 44 um because her book came out yes it did uh since uh the last time we were on the air it's been out uh but since the last time we recorded y'all it's officially a new york times best seller mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you could add that on her bio new york times best seller now when i introduce her on uh oh this too much if she ever comes back because i come on she might know, not come back she's a mute you might teach. you, you might no. have to find another co-host she might not slum with us anymore but i mean if, uh, don't wait on me because I, I never get caught up now when i introduce her i can add that to the bio of all her other illustrious awards okay um and also like the blackout tips bump is real okay i appreciate her talent and her hard work and her sacrifice and all the things that it takes to make a new york times number one bestseller but come on i would also just like to say that it took a lot of a lot of me if you will a lot of <laughs> a lot of us at the blackout tips a lot of a lot of uh, our <laughs> contributions i like to think if it wasn't for me texting her shady things about people's tweets we wouldn't we wouldn't have this book you wouldn't be at number one okay like it would be it might be out but would it be number one i don't think so so nah man that, i'm so proud and so happy for her uh so congratulations bossy yeah that was uh such good news to see man and it was excellent i did the audio book um from audible and i flew like two or three days i, I flew through it and and i've said it before and i said it again to hear her say it because i want to hear her words like hear her words and to hear her say it you the emotions and 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 she emotes very well and you could tell where it's it's like doing an audio book and i'm and i know reading the book too you felt like you were going through this with her so all her struggles all her pains all her ups all her downs her love her compassion her anger you could literally just feel it through the audio book and it would be times i was at my desk and i would literally have to stop it and pause it and like get myself together because i feel like i'm on a breakdown in tears at work like and it also for me personally also made me remember some of the the things from my childhood that i had forgot it brought some things kind of back to the surface that some things i had reconciled and some things i hadn't reconciled and i had to get to the point where i had to reconcile and learn how to to view these people differently and, and and have a different perspective on these things and 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 i i love that she brought that out of me but that's just me personally i i give this book nothing but praise yeah it's an amazing book um and i left the medium talk up so people can hear it on the feed for a little bit longer before it goes behind the paywall um uh but um yeah man the book the book is amazing and it's, she deserves everything she's getting mm-hmm. and um you know like i said very proud of her very happy for her um it's good to see good things having a good people man Come on, like, nah. sometimes you look up and it's like damn man only people like really blowing up all the people that just don't give a fuck about nobody else and uh to see somebody that you know uh like genuinely just a good 
person like no no bullshit to it uh like have something good happen for them uh i don't know feel like much needed in these times mm-hmm. uh but we got a comment uh from sydney who says i knew i was going to purchase the book but i couldn't wait at, uh, i couldn't wait after the read interview it came at 9 p.m and here i am at 10:07 a.m wishing i had enough restraint to savor it but no i could reread chapter five yaka a million times like thank you bossy sydney thank you for reading and thank you for listening to the podcast we had episode 1944 jacaris our feedback episode had three comments catrice 206 says loving the longer episodes i also enjoy your commentary on the book about ida b wells it's on my reading list was curious if you ever read frederick Douglass's prophet of freedom i tried the audio version multiple times but just couldn't get past the narrator's voice for me his voice was too soothing and monotone for the subject matter but it made me want to get back to hard copies specifically for heavier subject matter such as these i'm interested to read books and discover the parallels between two, the two stories um i haven't read that book yet um i if i'm not mistaken people several people recommended it to me and i think jl calvin told me that shit is long the ida book is long too it's 800 pages i don't know what i don't i feel like i don't read enough prose to be like what's long or not but i this shit feel long um and i'm like 60 percent through uh through with a little more than 60 to be honest but um yo this is so good um uh, what is her first name i know her last name is paula paula giddings the person who wrote this um she did her fucking thing like the context that she puts these relationships between these activists in and these organizations and the the like maturation and evolution of black thought and um black activism and resistance language and the way that she contextualizes like the events of the moment versus the points of view of the moment because i think a lot of times we get taught about these figures and sound bites and quotes right and we go oh ida b wells what do you know about her and most of us would say uh if if you know anything about her you know other than like oh black history i don't know like most of us are gonna say uh oh yeah she was against lynching and she had anti-lynching activist but she was a lot more than that you know she's also worked on women's suffrage uh she also was influential in um election electoral politics locally in chicago um you know uh she also ran uh newspapers um you know also had like five or six kids uh like she like and, and had them late in life like she was that makes sense yeah but it's funny though because at the time that was not a, a that was not a thing people did at the time right right at the time and, yeah you had children young back then and it was much publicly discussed that she was a woman who was picking uh who they expected almost to never get like at one point it was you need to shut up and just get married this is men's work then it was okay well she's never gonna get married because she's so dedicated to the work and you know what good on you ida and then it was oh she got married well who's gonna do the work i mean maybe she's not dedicated to it like she just she was a trailblazer in so many different areas at the time that you know we don't see often still you don't see that shit today and um yeah so it's just cool like that book is so good and so i'm not scared of a long book um 
if it's like this you know where i'm like oh so you're telling me this extra information because this is why these decisions were made um and plus it's a lot of mess like these motherfuckers did not like each other okay like we learned stuff like everybody knows like booker t washington we boy uh that oh yeah man what they didn't like each other nigga it was a lot of people lining this shit was like the fucking uh civil war the avengers civil war like it was team iron man team captain america up in this bitch man and it was, like people was siding with each other backstabbing each other people was egos not fucking with other folks like like i said ida's career we almost didn't know shit about it because she as if she was one, possibly the most famous black woman in america during parts of her lifetime and we almost didn't know about her in general because none of these motherfuckers these petty ass niggas none of them wrote about her booker t washington didn't fuck with her he left her out in the papers and shit whenever um she did things he's just like i ain't mentioning it he mentioned wb the boy and not mention her right um but yeah it, and then like w he fell out with her and he didn't mention her in this and so you got these big black men who are the arbiters of what black history is going to be and they're like leaving her the fuck out of it you know saying shady shit you know and they and now we have all these letters and correspondence from that time so we know like booker t washington emailed his home oh, not email mailed his homie a letter he texted him and yeah he sent him he sent the nigga an email like hey bruh fuck ida b wells and stop bringing her up like she out of the meeting yeah hit him hit him, hit him on a what's up app the other thing too uh back then that that i find kind of funny is yo niggas back then loved an organizing ass group they loved a organization like and i and i don't blame them i think it's because black people have been shut out of so much shit and just imagine your tenure in america is watching everybody group up and get things accomplished and stuff and in order to get things accomplished you know after you get your quote-unquote freedom you're gonna have to organize and also because of the painful stereotypes heaped upon us we want to prove that we are civilized sophisticated folks Mm -hmm. but my god y'all they had so many acronyms in that book because it's just and then she stormed the nfl the negro foundation freedom league and then they <laughs> when that didn't work they started the necw the national education for colored women then they started the naacp like and it was to the point where like nobody the really NBA, even the, the negro basket association yeah they, it was it was so funny because nobody even knew like which ones were gonna stick around or yeah, some of them a, did a lot of them did like the naacp was like the like the fucking 70th thing i read about in that like of organization like naacp wasn't even like the first one it was just like another random like and then we'll have this one and we get these people on it and it might work and she was one of the people involved in that and they basically wrote her out and stopped fucking with her didn't invite her to meetings like anyway all that to say i love these books because um it helps put stuff in perspective for today and then also um it humanize if it's done well it humanizes the people in it you know uh because i don't i never learned that much about ida b wells personal life or anything and now i'm looking at it like wait she uh wanted her coins she wanted her respect she wanted her credit um and she wanted freedom for her people you could hey you can do all you can want them all you know so when you see people telling you you have to pick between one or the other or Mm -hmm. you know having contradicting ideas you know um it's okay like all of us have them 
you know mm-hmm. uh you can because at the end of the day we all got to actually the same goal we all might have different paths and yeah. different methods to get there hopefully Ho- hopefully like this hopefully. Yeah. hopefully hopefully some niggas got different goals but you know hopefully um, if your goal is really and your and what you're doing is really about your people put it like that yeah i mean some of these people man you know they're vilified through the annals of history but they were righteous in that they authentically wanted what they said they wanted they just went about it the other way you know um yeah she said uh uh caritha said caritha in the chat said uh and she loved the dress yeah she was like there's early in the book with there was times when she was broke and then buying like dresses and then she was writing her diary like oh i can't make the rent oh lord knows i shouldn't have bought that dress but i had to get <laughs> i had to get it when it went with them with that hat i mean and you them know shoes. and i i mean i had i do have to travel out of town and i'm like man she was a nigga just like us like all of us have made that decision where it's like but them jays though i i have a landlord give me to the fifth that pocketbook <laughs> if you just let me get just let me get uh just let me get one more check play i got you next friday i got you next friday what you mean don't look at my new don't look at my xbox no it ain't got nothing to do with this um all right uh dig dig gal one uh 704 says um i can always count on you to give me a different perspective i appreciate y'all so much thank you thank you i don't even remember what we talked about in Mm -mm. this one uh heather b not the rapper says as a black woman who majored in history at hbcu thank you so much for this episode studying history that we were not taught in public school and viewing current events through a historical lens brings so many things into focus thank you for seeking this knowledge and sharing it on this platform thanks heather b not the rapper Mm -hmm. and lastly we had the poll have you ever been skiing yes or no karen have you ever been who skiing no never been skiing 71 percent of our audience has never been skiing 29 percent of our audience has uh mike in london says yes i love skiing and i'm as white as the snow although nobody can tell uh tell when you are wearing ski clothes oh yeah because it's all covered up from head to toe um that's how i got food by white people that uh made gi joe i thought snake eyes was black and then he took off the mask and i said oh of course not <laughs> what was i thinking all right what are you thinking there's like two niggas in the show and they talking rap form they uh, black people would never let the coolest nigga in the show be black uh not this and the other thing is what an asian was just a white man with a fucked up face ain't that some shit <laughs> that's supremacy boy uh randy says skiing is definitely cultural i don't know one black person whose goal is to hit the slopes uh i do impossible white man jay yeah, for real though she be on them slopes she be sloping she be mountain climbing look she be sending us pictures or go on the gram you see I her dive and she do a little bit of everything everything alicia says i'm black and me and all my black ass cousins and sisters went skiing come on alicia y'all should try it ride Karen. nope we went to <laughs> you know what maybe one day okay i'm, I'm gonna move that out maybe one day but I, I think the biggest thing for me i'm gonna keep it real i don't like the cold like 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 yeah. I, I don't like the cold so if it's snow that means it got to be fucking cold and sometimes they have like artificial cold. sometimes they have artificial snow i go with artificial snow yeah so you I'm, don't you don't know till you know karen you out here rolling stuff out you don't know <laughs> you never did it before Just i know my black ass i'm like oh it's cold out here can we go back in i was like coco fuck this leave some space in your mind might be cool all right i'll, I'll be i'll be open-minded to it but also i'm not no i mean we got slopes here in north carolina 
but you got to drive to it and i'm not driving to the slopes right now we went to you don't drive anywhere but to work i don't i do all the driving what are you talking about stop making excuses you just doesn't isn't we are adults we can decide what we will and won't do <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kidnap you and take you skin if you don't want to go we won't go it's not i mean deal. like i said it's one of those things where i i just gotta be open-minded because it's amazing how open-minded i am about food Ooh, i will try some cow tongues skin fuck that um <laughs> what is wrong with me um let's see uh yeah oh we went to uber gatlinburg where it is affordable and they give you ski lessons so you won't bust your ass too bad and hey if you do it it's on soft snow so it won't hurt so bad okay had, yeah i go skiing lessons now if i'm gonna go skiing i'll be out there with the kids i, I probably do that we had so much fun laughing at each other we were on the bunny slope struggling while little bitty white children were zooming past us <laughs> we rented a cabin in tennessee and made a weekend of it i would love to hear y'all talk about it after y'all try it maybe I'll, I'll keep an open mind phil g says i am black and as such no skin for me but your boy did hit the slopes on a snowboard and had a ball until you fall into that cold unforgiving snow oh that does sound painful uh really dark night says my my friend my wife and i were skiing at keystone ski resort two decades ago and noticed a lot of black folks skiing at the resort way more than normal it was national brotherhood of skiers and they have that convention that mm. they had that convention that weekend oh listen that's why i say it's black people doing everything not go on that weekend i'm not even saying it to be like Mm um i'm not even trying to say it on some like revolutionary shit Mm -mm. even whack shit that i think is like we shouldn't be doing it's a black person doing it yep and they will find they tribe like you do it too you black i'm black let's go and i know because i make jokes sometimes uh on twitter or facebook and the joke will be there's no black people that do blank or whatever and or all black people do this and you know it's a joke it says comedian in my bio doesn't matter that black person finds me every single time (laughs) i can say something terrible like no black people kill and eat puppies and then there'll be some black people like first of all i do so you're not gonna just say that we don't uh you know so it don't matter what you say I mean, if there's people that are proud to eat sugar grits, you think there are people that's proud to eat and kill puppies? Come on. Uh, there were thousands, thousands of black folks hitting the slopes, including yours truly. So there really are black folks out here skiing, skiing. Now, you may ask yourself, why is there an organization of black skiers? It was the result of the civil rights movement. It was another thing that black folks weren't allowed to do besides it's a lot of fun. There you go. And that's true too. Yeah. I didn't think about that. No i do wonder what i would do if someone made sugar grits but it had pumpkin spice in it that would be a would that be a dilemma for you that'd be a conflicting agenda right there but thank god they're not enterprising enough to think of that i have to worry about ordering it (laughs) um but it's just somebody got pumpkin spice grits on their menu i haven't seen them crabs in the barrel uh we had that was episode 1945 we had five comments uh from the peoples um and let's see oh it's funny because we named i named the episode crabs in a barrel because karen made a funny joke about the the woman stealing crabs or something just yes we made she made a funny joke about that and then but it's also the episode we talked about jay-z and the nfl right and so people were seeing the topic before of course before listening to the radio because i mean before that leaves to the episode so that's what they assumed it was about because yeah. i mean who does that let's all jump to conclusions guys let's not let's not actually listen to the thing uh you listen to a podcast thing the black guy who tips but let's not you know listen to anything they're saying before 
jumping to conclusions and uh yeah there's a few people hit us up like wow so you think black people crabs in the barrel jay-z i'm like no. listen to the episode it, it, the, the, no. we, we didn't say nothing about black people fooling at jay-z come on guys michelle says i think the moment that when a celebrity become a celebrity activist becomes a capitalist is the moment they become influential enough to cause significant change the cry of capitalists is an attempt to turn supporters against them yeah and i wonder what that number of people or whatever it is because to me it varies to per, per person because to me kaepernick fits in that equation mm-hmm. like he is a celebrity he is an activist he does he is worth 20 million dollars like is he not also and then his and then his job currently his or his his want currently is to make more millions by playing football for the same place that you know people consider a very toxic anti-black environment i'm wondering what it wonder why the label is pejorative for someone else but it's not applied to him and my my thing is i feel like it's kind of like the word neoliberal uh it's just an insult now it's less big mean poopy head you know you got a lot of money and i don't like the things you do so i'm gonna throw this word at you as an insult but it's impossible to me for because at one point jay-z had 20 million dollars you know uh, some people say it was a mindset and i'm like well if it's a mindset a lot of ev- everybody's faves are big time capitalists you know and and i'm not saying this is uh as an insult insult, i'm just saying that to use it as an insult is telling that it's an insult for jay-z for his mentality of i'm a hustler i'm getting money but it's not for say cardi b who everybody loves Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's not for megan it's not you know beyonce even like they get your money first blah blah blah. like it's just it's an interesting conflict uh conflict in the psyche of the american populace and especially the black american populace because you know i see <laughs> i saw like kaepernick tweeting out uh a, a cap a, um picture of a um a passage on like black uh cap like black people and how they fared badly under capitalism i'm like yeah and i Kaep- kaepernick would kill himself before he trade bank accounts with me man and i don't blame him he would jump off a roof of a building if he seen this, yeah the like money. He, if he if he pinned it put in his pin number and seen my balance he'd be like man the fuck is this what i gotta i gotta go meet with some motherfuckers what is this shit there's an error the ghetto i'm not going back to this shit come so. on it's some missing zeros you and know commas. so it's just i really think it's the like just an insult that we throw at certain people when we don't like what they did so anyway amon says hey rod and karen enjoyed this episode the conversation y'all had about people interacting online reminds me of the key and peel skit where they were texting and key is putting a combative tone on the voice of key on peel's text but peel is keeping it chill i think about this every time someone tries to start messing me online and with my siblings uh if we do that to each other we send each other a clip from that skit yeah isn't that funny like uh tone is definitely a big thing especially for me as a sarcastic person because people can't tell when i'm serious and when i'm not sometimes and uh also if i disagree with people they assume i'm mad at them mm-hmm. or i'm yelling at them mm-hmm. or something like that and even when i and it's a big fight for most people right and even when i'm annoyed by somebody most of the time the thing i'm thinking is do i know this person or not and if i don't know them why am i allowing them access to me and at that point you know unfriend unfollow block whatever you you know whatever it is but like 
that's that's the thing i think about more and i'm not angry at the person it's just Mm -hmm. like why would i want to engage you on something like that we don't we need a shared reality come on you know we need some we need to both be putting investment into this conversation in good faith and if i can see that that's not happening i don't want to talk to you nope and that you know like i said i walk down the street and uh if you waved at me i say hey i'm not even upset with you but um it happens all the time and i think when you have a lot of interaction like i do where you know i make or say a joke and then there's people like instead of it being the other way around where there's a lot of people seeking interaction all the time i'm on the other side of the equation where i'm not always seeking um to have a conversation and unfortunately you know it's a byproduct of getting a lot of attention um and so i try not to be mean about it but i can't always help it sometimes it you know you're the 50th person to ask me some shit sometimes it's like i'll i'll fucking lose it for a second and i have to come back like oh god i didn't mean to i did not mean to say that or whatever but the point being like is that tone and that stuff it it really does matter because we a lot of times assume the worst of people i've done it i do it sometimes people do it to me it's yes they do you know i love the podcast because you can't really do that i mean someone could i don't know they could find a way but for the most part reasonable people would not do that to what we do on this show nope like even when they disagree with us they know we never got on here with the purpose of like i'm all i'm trying to harm you or my point is to uh troll you into like these aren't even my real opinions like we don't do that here but you only know that in the context of this show so um and that algorithm bs is so real i would try to stay out of so many conflicts because between my facebook friends and family and it would be some of the first posts i would see when logging in so after a while i just try to post a funny meme to get folks to chill or finally say something and there's so much out there to be outraged about but i'm really trying not to engage certain types of people for my own mental health and not because i don't care it just gets me down after a while i love y'all mom same thing agree yeah it was like two weeks ago there was a uh, one per- per- person in particular i don't know if they listen to the show or not but um on facebook like anytime i posted something about like the election or candidates they would just be in my like comment section going off with other people writing these long ass posts and stuff like assuming shit that i didn't say and i and i you know and so i'm like chill that that's not even me calm down right i didn't say these things and then all of a sudden when i log into facebook on the front page it will show their post first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not just one of their posts it could be a post from like seven days ago but it showed like a post relevant to the to the comments they left on my page right and i'm like yo that's facebook's algorithm trying to increase a cause of a conflict Mm -hmm. now because i've kind of tried to take on this like do no harm edict with my own social dogma where like if i go on your if i go on facebook and you say some wild shit on your page i'm looking at it like that's your page that's your page that's your opinion my only function here is to disagree and like unfriend and move away or i can um keep scrolling but what i'm not gonna do is disagree go in your comments talk to you about it argue with you no no no. you got it you got it and i and i I think for me i don't really have that problem as much as you do um i don't really have that problem at all uh probably because of the way i interact online and i know for me i don't go on other people's pages people just follow me off i don't go on other people's pages you can come my page that's fine 
um like i said all that ass is that you don't come my page acting an ass because right. then we have a problem and it's my page now so i can do what i want to do on my page right and everybody's like that and i try to respect that i only really engage with people i respect or people that i feel like have some level of investment in me where we can have a mutual conversation um and it's not out of disrespect that i don't engage um well i shouldn't say it's not always out of disrespect i don't engage but it, it it's just it's just not worth it. it's a fraught with misunderstandings is it's just not worth it. and it's so many of these discussions just end up horribly and if you have the wrong temperament coming into it it's gonna be horrible it's, it's self-fulfilling prophecy very rarely will someone approach me with like that kind of confrontational energy and it not end up um and it um, and it end up in a confrontation um that i can avoid because i'm not always trying to shit most of the time i'm not trying to have a confrontation so if you approach me with that energy i'm trying going to try to avoid it but if you're dead set if you're dogmatic and i'm going to have a fight with you it's self-fulfilling prophecy you will have that fight you know whether it's with me or somebody else you are going to find the person to fight you and i'm not interested in being that person no and i think for some people that's the social part of social media like i it's it's social media has taught me a lot about people and people's uh interactions with each other and shit like that uh the social part is what most people are there for it's even what i'm there for like i'm I'm not running away from the social part of social media but you know a lot of people the social part of social media is the anger part the social part of social media is the sadness part the social part of social media is the fighting part that's what they're there for and i happen not to be there for that and a lot of times they conflict and clash with these people all the time so innocent people who are just coming in and don't know nothing about anything they attack you on a hundred because they've been fighting with people all day and like you say the internet is not meant for nuance so they don't want to actually see you explain they don't want to actually go through it with you to see where you are everybody just yells and screams at each other and like that's that's for me that's why i tap out because i'm like oh i'm not here for that foolishness and it's not it's probably not gonna be a satisfactory conclusion either way come on y'all just gonna be angry block and mute each other move on yeah i I mean just skip to the part where you know we've moved on past this and the other thing um like the other day i had a guy hit hit me up this uh, several people did this but they wanted to know my thoughts basically or they assumed to know my thoughts on that new Chappelle special and so they were hitting me up being like just what i thought you was gonna say or you know i knew i thought you would be like this or whatever and i'm like you don't even know what i think about the special Mm because i haven't actually told anybody i haven't actually said how i feel so you're i don't know your conscience was talking i don't know but the fact that you were even seeking me out specifically to see my opinion on it was kind of you know to me i was like you know my first reaction was like so you came you were looking at another special thinking about me and thinking about some level of like conflict or some if anything and and this is why i replied to them differently than not what my first reaction would have been which would have been like man fuck you ball you know the typical bullshit that our egos do but um i replied to to wanting to do straight up like um i appreciate you thinking about me real talk i really thought about it for a second and was like you was watching this thing probably enjoying it um this dude made some jokes or some commentary that you knew i would not agree with 
um and i was one of the first people you thought about and we this is our week off you know we're not even gonna be talking about this shit and i was like you know what that's cool that's fine like you want to know what i think about it i'll be telling y'all saturday or sunday this week and um you know but it's cool to be thought of and you know and you know he was like well i knew this that and other i I said i didn't say any of these things but that's you know i didn't say i hate it i didn't say any of this stuff and um he and then it eventually ended with him uh being like yeah well i listened to the show and uh i'm a fan and my like my friend my family put me on to this and i'm out here in uh this foreign country by myself and y'all really helped me you know kind of keep abreast of what's happening back in the states and i'm like man i'm glad we could do that for you mm-hmm. i'm glad you listened to the show agreed um you know uh because i don't expect people we're not giving mandates on our show no. these these are our opinions we're not making anybody do anything i never came you better feel this way you canceled fuck you if you don't agree we have never we don't, said that yeah we're not doing that shit so if you don't agree with our opinions guess what i don't expect you to it is okay it is okay it is if you had a podcast okay. if you had a podcast you the listener listening to our voice right now if you had a podcast i would not agree with everything you fucking said no i would not it doesn't mean we can't be friends or be cool as long as we keep it respectful i'm okay with that you know there i'm sure there are some lines i'll be like nah fuck that but to put it simply like you don't really know me you know a a, 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 a archetype of me that you have put in your mind you don't fucking know me and it, and a lot of the stuff i say because i'm so passionate about it you haven't fully fleshed out the other you tune out the other things i say that like i don't get offended by comedy people always tune that out they expect me yeah, to be they do i don't cancel people nope i don't boycott nope like like i say these things constantly on the show and but how am i the first person you think of for being offended by a comedy special or is gonna like cancel this person or whatever because i don't agree with them you're not listening to me you you your conscious has made another version of me that's like some sort of moral boogeyman who's like you know you shouldn't be listening to shit right like and that's and you know what i'm thankful for it if that's if the form your conscience is taking especially if you're a black man if the form your conscience is taking when you see some of this like fucked up shit that we partake in is i know rod will have a problem with this good good because at least you're thinking about it because what would have happened before then without hearing the sound of my voice without is you would have just been like fuck the people that have a problem with this or nobody has a problem with this and if if the form is my voice in your head all right deal with you gonna have to deal with it's not my it's not my burden to deal with i'll tell you how i feel about it when i'm ready to but yeah that so anyway all that to say like um that's the beauty of doing this show you know and that's the also the negativity and stuff that's online there was another person that had a problem with with, that was like i knew you gonna have a problem with it let me tell you about yourself first of all block me after i finish saying this and i said let, let me t- stop you right there player wish granted i'm gonna go ahead and block you now before i read any of that because mm-hmm. you know like that mm-hmm. person came at it in a in a way of um that person came at it in such a way of disrespect that i'm like nah we there's not a conversation to be had when you don't plan on hearing anything i have to say and so i'm not gonna sit you listen to me i don't listen to you you follow me i don't follow you so unless we're gonna have a level of respect towards each other 
to start the communication i'm not gonna listen to you and that's every human being on the planet like no i'm not special anyone would feel this way if you were walking down the street minding your business and i came up to you and said your first name and said tell you about yourself the first most of y'all are gonna be like nigga if you don't get the fuck out of my face because i have made no investment in you if i start off by calling you say a slur or being like you know i've been waiting to tell your ass you'll be like man if you i don't know you but that's the that that just happens online millions of times a day right and people act like you're not supposed to have a human a human response to that millions of you know how many niggas i don't like via the things i've seen about them or heard them say or whatever i don't be at these niggas i don't I talk sure to them don't. i don't fuck with jason whitlock i don't be adding him on twitter every day hey nigga heard you said some bullshit like what well i expect him to listen to me we're not cool and like we don't know each other like that for us to have a relationship where i can do that to him so i you know i understand that's a lot of people's way but that ain't my way Mm-mm. uh classic r&b lover says hello rod and karen i love this episode so much knowledge dropped about how people act when casting judgment on others especially in this age on tw- of twitter finger activism i know that i pull back from social media because it does warp your mind your attitude your ability to be fully functional if there's a situation i'm reacting to i now find myself reading the tweet first and asking if i really need to send that surprise i have yet to find an instance where i ask myself if the tweet should be sent where where it has been something that needs to be put out there i also appreciate your discussion oh first of all yeah that's a big one um i pull back on a lot of stuff i I actually caught myself slipping a little bit this week because i made jokes about dave Chappelle special on twitter um when uh when uh i don't give a fuck it's funny when breitbart said that that dave Chappelle gonna save america or whatever i don't give a fuck if you love the special that's funny breitbart a racist white nationalist fucking organization or that you know they don't like nothing about dave Chappelle, rich black ass is up here like now see he finally came outside if you can't see the humor in that that's your fault and so i made jokes about that and boy did people get upset i'm like that's i mean niggas about to i was like niggas about to be making excuses and caping for breitbart now or they gonna have to act like they didn't see it because they haven't like but it's only one one of those two responses you can have is either because no one's gonna change their mind is my point Mm -mm. so however you feel is how you feel so a white supremacist telling you yo this special is fire you just gonna adopt that into your point of view you're not gonna stop and think and reflect for a second like should i be fucking with something that white supremacy is like maybe i gotta if me and the clan on the same side i might want to question what the hell i'm doing yeah nigga if if fucking breitbart start putting our podcast on their page i'll be like well what are we what why are they doing this we need to review some shit buddy let's have a meeting what opinions do we have that they feel are valid in the white supremacist complex over there i don't think that's you know i think it's funny to know that you know how niggas are y'all not gonna think about it so that's that's hilarious to me <laughs> it's like jason went like patting marcellus wiley on the back at these shit on kaepernick nigga you're not gonna think about your opinion at all like you finished talking and this motherfucker like that's the best thing i ever heard and you didn't go mm. maybe i was off a little bit let me go back hold on jason you 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 co-signed that too fast hold up okay i said he was light skinned you gotta go back and look at it but anyway it was funny as fuck uh but yeah i, I actually gave some opinions online this week so probably because we weren't doing a show and boy oh boy 
i uh, also appreciate your discussion about poverty possibly contributing to people not changing their underwear as often as we deem suitable i recently found myself in a sandwich store where i encountered a really nice helpful and friendly employee this young black man had multiple teeth missing teeth when i left the shop i thought about the fact this young man likely grew up poor without dental care i thought about how his teeth might hinder his ability to get a job that would pay him a living wage and so he can fix his teeth i also found myself crying because i thought back to my younger days when we would call someone like this young man who seems so lovely mush mouth snaggle tooth snaggle mouth and snicker uh if not outright laugh the yeah people really go in on folks teeth which is normally something you can't help Mm-hmm. because most people's dental issues happen when you're a kid right your, the ability to correct those issues typically corresponds to your parents having money and dental work in many cases uh unless it is to literally save something medically in your mouth is considered cosmetic cosmetic is normally not covered by insurance so therefore if your parents don't have the full five thousand dollars to invest in some fucking braces you're not getting them and then we pick on the people for having fucked up teeth what kind of shit is that you know it's like picking on somebody for having a a a quote-unquote ghetto name well guess what bitch i didn't name myself so if you don't like my name it ain't really my fault like if you want to say i don't like people naming their kids blank and blank which is still some fucked up shit but if that's what you want to say hey i get that don't name your kids uh i don't know whatever slapping mcgillicuddy or whatever the fuck but then to turn around and be like wow your name is slapping mcgillicuddy i know you fucked up it's like well that's really not my fault <laughs> uh anyway um yeah no, and, and not to get off topic but when you're talking about like teeth and shit like that mm-hmm. yeah um if you don't have medicaid or medicare or some form of assistance if you come from from a, a poor background because like my mama uh, most of my uh and uncles i had uh, uh i got 10 well actually nine because one of them passed I got 10 aunts and uncles and my mama used to tell me uh about how uh they didn't go to the dentist and about how they used to have to actually brush their teeth with their finger and baking soda and water and shit like that because they could not afford toothbrushes could not afford like their basic uh essentials and a lot of my aunts and uncles literally i know y'all got old people too people wonder why old people have false teeth and it's a running joke y'all got because the motherfuckers fell out they fell out because they couldn't afford to take care they couldn't afford to do the dentist then you know their children grow up and a lot of them for me i got braces as an adult because my mama couldn't afford the few thousand dollars to put down on fucking braces and we also make people feel bad for having braces when they're younger like brace face and metal mouth and shit like it's it's it, the whole game is rigged and none of that even even as an adult i'm a lot older now but even when i was in my 20s i used to be like i want to get braces and people used to act like there was something wrong with you for wanting braces as an adult I was like bitch i couldn't afford them as a kid the fuck is this yeah that was a big thing you know when we got married and stuff would you i know you used to be like one day i want to get braces and stuff and you know i was happy we could do that uh, a couple years ago it was like you know it's like yeah we got the money and it's something that you that that you wanted to do like let's just do it you know and 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 the thing for me for some people their uh teeth uh uh need to be corrected for various different reasons but mine was more i won't say cosmetic but it was one of these things where because growing up so my my two front teeth would like stick out and stuff like that and my mama and all them we used to pick at me what's wrong with your teeth and mm-hmm. and shit like that and so for me it was kind of a self-conscious thing even though most people when they talk to me 
couldn't care less about my teeth and you know and they don't think about it right right and that's the, and, and that's the thing I, I didn't realize the average person didn't even think about that Most well i mean tell me that my smile was beautiful well what i was gonna say is it goes both ways i'm not even saying that as a good attribute they right. don't think about it because they like you correct you know, it's kind of like people don't think about me being fat all the time because they like me but when let me say some shit they don't like let you do something they don't like right, right. then all of a sudden your snaggle tooth this your fat ass this like you know it's so that's that's the reason you're not experiencing that personally but then when you hear people talk casually you'll hear people be like they had some messed up teeth or whatever yeah i've like, had people tell me that straight to my face as a kid so for me it was one of those things why well, i'm not talking about you i'm saying in casual conversation right. talking about other people they'll be people casually drop like how fucked up it is to have messed up teeth right shit those are beyond your control right your teeth may have came in overcrowded because that's kind of what i had an overcrowded thing like right. you can't control that shit yeah so i mean we all go through some form of i mean some form somehow of that because we're all kind of taking we're privileged in different areas we take shit for granted but yeah that was one that i always thought was weird mm-hmm. uh the shame i felt both for this young man and the people from my past whose only issue was growing up without resources overwhelmed me i intended for the ra- real i intend for this realization to be the lesson that pops into my mind whenever i find myself judging someone's circumstances without knowing their reality thank you for the cop for looking at a cause other than nastiness that could contribute to people not changing their undergarments yeah i think it's also funny because they throw those surveys up to make us all be like fuck them nasty niggas and that's what most people gonna do because you know you're not gonna think that extra step of like wait if you had the ability to change and all this shit why wouldn't you so are are these do these people have the ability to do all this stuff are we just making do we just want to stunt on them for a very basic thing that most of us who have access to clean water and towels and shit do and you want to act like it's some type of like like we're stunting on these niggas because they can't afford to or you know versus if they choose not to if they choose not to i get why people would laugh at that i'm not trying to act like a prude because i'm here for the jokes yeah uh ariel says um and by not to if the just to clear by choose not to i don't mean like i have a mental health issue and i'm not mm-hmm. doing i mean like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know those people we see on twitter or whatever like mm-hmm. i don't wash my legs and i'm here's a picture of my legs and then you're like okay <laughs> you know they're gonna fucking you know you're gonna get the jokes now uh ariel says regarding underwear and hygiene i went through a month-long period of deep depression where my hygiene was the last thing on my mind in fact it felt like a burden when i was depressed i wouldn't bathe for several days oftentimes not for a whole week i would wear the same clothes including underwear for three or four days many days i wouldn't brush my teeth at all it's been over a year since then and i'm still trying to get my hygiene habits back on track before that bout of depression i wouldn't even have to think about doing my hygiene routine it came naturally but now i have to consciously remember to do it i still sometimes forget to brush my teeth i love taking showers but still sometimes find myself not showering for two or three days at a time hygiene is a habit so if you were never taught it or if you stopped doing it for a long time it's hard to develop that habit or to start back or to start back up again um yeah shit even when it's something as simple as like dental hygiene and i'm not talking about like uh depression and stuff like that just stuff like remember your how many dentists hey floss every day mm-hmm. you know hey brush this part of your mouth mm-hmm. and it's like you're in the dentist's office after they just fucking drill through your whole face and you're like ouch 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 lord jesus if i survive this i will never right. not brush my teeth i'm gonna brush my teeth in the car lord sweet jesus i will just like you start doing all that in the dentist and then when you get your ass home and the come of your thing and you ain't been doing enough of whatever the fuck they told you to do 
you immediately fall back into those habits or you have to make a conscientious effort of like i am going to floss every night before i go to bed Mm -hmm. i'm going to do this and if you don't make that conscientious effort it's not gonna happen so yeah i I imagine it could happen if you go through a depressive episode or something i imagine you could easily slide back yeah and i know for me i brush my teeth and stuff like that but when i had my braces i actually had to step my game up if that makes sense because Mm -hmm. you know with the braces and shit like that it's uh they use like a certain type of glue or cement whatever on your teeth and if you don't brush and floss properly uh those uh cement things whenever they remove them from from your mouth mm-hmm. can leave permanent white spots on your teeth that they cannot get rid mm-hmm. of and they tell you this and they say we don't really have to we tell everybody this but they say we really have to emphasize this for children they were saying because children are really really bad about not taking care of their teeth and we pull this off and then they have these all these spots on their teeth and their parents get mad and we look at their parents like you wouldn't on their asses and you didn't make them do these things so if these are permanent spots on their teeth yeah they just got to live with them for the rest of their lives like there's nothing we can do about this so i stepped my game because i was like i don't want no permanent spots on my teeth and so once i kind of got in the habit of of uh doing that because i didn't want those spots on my teeth i kept like you said those habits i kept those habits up i got a water pick I got a, a electronic, uh, a sonic care, electronic toothbrush. Uh, like I started doing the things that they quote unquote tell you to do. And I hadn't had a cavity in forever. Like, I, you know, cause a lot of times people are like, Oh, I hope I ain't got no cavity, but you don't know because a lot of people actually don't take care of their teeth like they should. Yep. On a side note, I first realized that hygiene was a spectrum when I went to boot camp six years ago. You get intimately familiar with others' hygiene, the lack that uh when you guys spend two months in the same room as forty other people. Yep. Look, I got my things about me, dog. I do not go to bed without showering or having showered at some point. Like uh after any level of physical exertion. I don't know how people do it, but I can't. I literally can't sleep. Like, it's a mental thing for me. I don't think I'm ever getting over it. I've ne- and i don't even like sit on my couch like if i go play basketball or something and i and i know it's it's not a universal thing because i've gone to other people's houses they sit right on their motherfucking couch after playing basketball or whatever I, your boy can't do it dog i psh, even when i was a kid and i think my parents drilled it into me even when we was kids it's like he's like don't you sit your sweating yeah okay, like, on put, my chair. put a towel down if you're gonna sit down on that wooden chair for a second and then go take your ass a shower before you do anything else so yeah i i don't know how people do it so i got my own things you know what i mean uh that and i'm not trying to say that as because i'm better than somebody i literally couldn't do it if i tried if i if i fucking went out and played basketball right now and said let me take a nap on my couch my brain would say nigga if you don't get your ass in that motherfucking shower and watch that phone call yeah everybody don't got that you know like i'm you know uh eve says call out culture is very reason i don't go on social media as much as i used to because it's exhausting and honestly this is not to denigrate the work they do i had to unfollow mute some of my favorite activists because it's always something nigga always always yep and when you get down to the psychological reasons of why it's always something for them if that's when you have to start asking questions on why is it always something like is it always something so you can be the center of attention or is it always something because your social circles mean that everybody has to be on full alert all the time and if you fall off of this you consider not as woke not as valuable not as good uh, you know like there's a lot of stuff to it like i hate to give the trolls and the people that kind of like you know dismiss 
uh activism online and stuff i hate to give them that much room but nigga other activists that i you know read about or respect or um, have listened to interviews of they talk about this uh like i said michaela angela davis on um t with queen and jk one of the greatest interviews um about activism and what all it means and like why are people doing it and she's you know like are you just angry like like what's your activism about are you just angry the reasons why you do what you do baby you know like you know so it's it's that kind of stuff um another one um i was listening to uh uh is it rosa clemente fuck i was listening to an activist that was uh didn't interviewed on um the benjamin dixon show and she was talking about like she looks at activists like when they get on a magazine cover she's like they're not dangerous no more you know and like i said this is not me saying i agree with all this to share all these beliefs but i was just like okay yeah i can see how you would start to be like you know once you know uh and uh, we keep bringing them up because it's he's on my mind but once kaepernick is the face of a nike commercial is he dangerous you know like is he the same cog outside the system uh is he that cog outside the system that he was taking a knee that he is walking in a nike ad you know uh not saying much you know what i'm saying so it's just it's, it's, it does make you wonder like what counts and what is valuable and what works it's still a bunch of different roads but yeah that call out shit though that is a form of that that is a form of a lot of stuff that's not all activism put it that way um if i get excited about trying a new restaurant and someone's angry because of who they contribute to if i want to see a movie there's think piece or why the movie is garbage and who should have played what character and why and if some yes and if someone's words are misinterpreted a hundred people show up in their inbox and i have to wonder don't you get tired of being so woke sometimes i just want to enjoy things without being made to feel guilty about it i admit that sometimes the criticism is warranted but damn a sister just out here trying to live i feel you eve the other thing eve um sometimes i'm like i you know get uh as upset as other people i disagree with things and comments people make but not everything is world war three for me no it's not like sometimes i'm just like i don't agree with this shit or this person said some foul shit i'm not gonna like i don't need to ring me along hey everybody we're gonna come get this guy i'm just like i they said something i don't like and that the, the extent of the, the extent of that whole transaction is i don't like it and i'm over it uh let's see and then the poll was do you think online call outs are the best way to educate people pretty much never rarely or sometimes karen oh i mean pretty much all the time pretty much never because nobody's fucking listening all right uh that had the second highest response uh four percent said pretty much all the time online call outs work and that's the best way to do it uh sometimes 27 percent of y'all said sometimes it, it works and it's uh the best way to educate somebody 37 percent said rarely and 33 percent said pretty much never i also with karen would be in the pretty much never category mm-hmm, because you have to think when you're calling out people a lot particularly like uh, uh 
if 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 somebody says something and you have hundreds and thousands of possibly millions of people coming at them at one period of time it's just people constantly yelling and everybody thinks that their opinion is super special and extra and, and extraordinary when a lot of y'all are just saying the same fucking thing mm-hmm. and a lot of times in, in the midst of the valid uh complaints are a bunch of bitches and whores or right. whatever other uh, negative terms that people can say about you kind of mixed in there too and a lot of people don't think about that when they make these comments and they quote unquote dunking on people and so those are going to stick out more than the valid excuses and so this is why a lot of people just double down because they're like fuck it you don't care why should I and, and I think that <laughs> whether you agree with it or not that's a valid perspective because nobody wants to get yelled at because that's literally what hundreds of people walking up coming up to your door and one by one yelling at you that's literally what it is somebody i got something to say i got something to say i got something i got something to say non-stop for hours and days on end it is fucking exhausting and i've said this and i will continue to say this again the average person on social media will never ever in their lifetime have to deal with any form of harassment on that level so they cannot comprehend um how it affects people and why people respond the way they do and why they don't respond and why they say fucking and double down they could never fathom that and because they could never fathom that they think their social media experience is the only social media experience and so just ignore them just don't say nothing well baby you have never experienced hundreds of thousands of people hitting you up non-stop 24 7 you've never had to deal with the average person never had to deal with their mentions being fucking lit on fire they, they've never had to deal with that and so it's real easy for somebody who never had to deal with something to tell somebody who's actually dealing with the thing how they should respond to something that they never deal with you actually don't know how you would respond to it until you dealt with it yeah that basically and the only thing else i would throw out there is um the four percent of y'all that say it pretty much all the time um it's the best way to educate people uh consider therapy because if you really sincerely feel that way you should at least think about like talking to somebody because that's not a function of them that's a function of you like there's something inside of you that thinks like harassing folks is the answer all the time and that's never the answer all the time no so you need to talk to somebody and find out what's the underlying issues about why you feel that way yeah and also and maybe i'm the weirdo uh when people interacting your interaction with real human beings and i guess one of these things i would see you to say again that account unless it's a bot is a person (laughs) and a lot of people strip the humanity out of people online Uh, they only think of the humanity in themselves and their loved one and their family and their friends and a lot of times in 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 real social situations you would never say these things to these people face you would never call them bitches and whores and never in real life you would look at them and you would keep it trucking but the social part of social media is you feeling the emboldenedness in within you like something raises in you and you think you you think you are important enough and you think your 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 opinion is is that valid that you got to be the thousandth person to the same thing Brooklyn Shubay says one of the things that I learned since President Obama was in office is that people don't want to learn and being called out in public television Twitter Facebook whatever only makes them defensive not open to learning I think most people don't want to learn anything or understand someone else's point of view until it directly affects them now my now ex-boyfriend complains all the time that he faces microaggressions at a job our job 
as straight a straight cis male because our company is mostly women and the profession itself is mostly women nationwide one day he went on and on about it and told me that i didn't see the problem because as a woman i had privilege wow mind you my ex-boyfriend didn't know the words concepts of privilege woke microaggressions etc until i taught them to him but i digress when he yeah i told you people got the words now you can make them shits do whatever you want to do when he finished his rant i asked him if he now understands how his male privilege in the world how he has male privilege in the world and i wasn't bullshitting when i tell him about sexism and microaggression faces in, uh women face in society the answer was yes right and, and, I, and i'm not trying to uh belittle his experience because i do believe that can happen um any workplace where it's homogenous for the most part except for you know what throw anything in there right you can be the white guy at the basketball court is going to experience some microaggressions and some he's going to experience some things i've seen it i've done it you know so i'm not it's like i'm not gonna try to act like black people are so holier than now but on the big scheme of things like he does have privilege in the world at that basketball court for that moment this shit don't might as well your privilege in the fucking 85 cents or get you a bus pass right it don't matter uh at that basketball court for that until he get around some white people or some something that can help a white person his ass is just another person out there right and so if we want to call him the white boy and make jokes about his race or whatever it's just he gotta take it and if he was to go sit me down later and be like rod man you just don't understand dog i like i almost wanted to cry some of the things people were saying to me man i didn't do anything mean to people i'm not a racist like they had to say i voted for trump when i shot threes or whatever like that he's right that though that is correct that those things happened to him and it didn't need to be that way and it's it was it was fucked up but if it if he was but if i then turn around and said so then now you understand when i'm the only black guy everywhere i go you understand how i feel in every other situation that's not this basketball court and that's also why uh white dudes who play basketball typically are the coolest version of a white dude you can find because they have experienced some of they have more understanding and they've had to humble themselves to really even be around us in that environment because if not you're gonna get your ass whooped come on so get out there stupid if you want to uh let's see what else we got here uh episode 1946 throw a beat under it oh yeah we had fun on this one <laughs> yes we did uh <laughs> Amani says rob was right about the long game with popeye's chicken sandwich you can talk about chick-fil-a and the cat kathy's trash policies all day and i'm with you but you can't deny customer service we all know popeye's on a different program when it comes to that uh as the lines get longer and longer we'll see how the i said this five minutes on spicy damn just wait approach holds up over time <laughs> man i know they were so glad when them chicken sandwiches ran Sold out. out oh god those poor people uh big bang theory says oh my god i had to walk out during karen's fuck french toast rant that might be the funniest thing i ever heard from y'all uh thank you yeah karen's in rare form uh with them beats <laughs> i couldn't help myself y'all the 1619 projects got racist mad that's a quote from the show i'm for anything that gets racist mad seriously though how do white people think black people got here why do they think slavery wasn't that big a deal you know why because other white people taught it to them they what they gonna say we listen we was fucking these niggas up no your grandpa gonna tell you like i was a great slave owner what what you mean where all these light-skinned people with our last name came from um anyway they can see systems of oppression built into the foundations of other countries but not our own it makes me so frustrated sometimes i just want to scream i'm actually getting mad just typing this yeah i feel you don't let it get you too bad but Mm -hmm. yeah like 
yeah i'm not even gonna go into my thing i was gonna say even he says popeye's chicken sandwiches probably lives up to and to the hype and you can get it on sunday but chick-fil-a never runs out and that sandwiches are super tasty and we'll see so i'll call it a draw can we all agree that popeye's biscuits are a choking hazard i've heard so many varied opinions on, on the, the motherfucking biscuits, biscuits. i too i feel like i've had them before and i'm gonna be real I they didn't make an impression don't remember yeah that's what i'm saying i don't remember they didn't make a pre- impression for me like i wasn't like oh my god these motherfucking biscuits i, I don't know i but I, I don't know i guess only bojangles biscuits for me really are biscuits i think about when i'm thinking about food uh right fast food and then bowberry biscuits are oh nigga. That cinnamon that's not fair them not even biscuits but that glaze that oh nigga and when they hot mm-hmm. and that, the grease be burning that's when you know it's good when you burning your mouth because it's some food mm-hmm. so you got a hot biscuit and hot blueberries with with glaze off front of your mouth mm-hmm. getting all and now that i have a beard it's like real treacherous <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna have sugar in my beard all day <laughs> all day um who uh who has the best chicken sandwich um and the choices are popeyes bojangles wendy's chick-fil-a jack-in-the-box kfc arby's mcdonald's <laughs> zaxby's in and out shake shack or other somebody i didn't mention karen i don't know because i haven't tried everybody well, the other on the ones list. you tried of the ones you tried karen come on you know obviously you can't say the ones you haven't tried she didn't try popeye's guys so leave her out of your no i don't, don't happen to mention i didn't try popeye's i i think out of the ones that i've tried uh the my favorite actually is wendy's i'm, I'm not even gonna lie it's is is uh wendy's um uh chicken sandwich now breakfast chicken sandwich it's bojangles all day bitch yeah we wasn't talking about breakfast but i i i see and agree with your bojangles uh love um anyway uh 32 percent picked the number one chicken sandwich as popeyes 28 percent said chick-fil-a so it came in second that's very close and you know we got like a liberal um like we got one of them like liberal bubble audiences so that means they reluctantly picked that chick-fil-a you know they did but i appreciate y'all's honesty and integrity because if i hear whenever i hear somebody say it's, it's bad i always have to be like oh you're not being honest with yourself and that's sad like you can have integrity and be honest you know it's like people that say uh <laughs> it's like when people are like michael jackson music was trash anyway it's like mm, my nigga it wasn't trash like maybe he fucked them kids and that was wrong but my dog your thriller was not trash because he like come on you he, that's like oj wasn't a good running back like come on y'all come on now um 15 said wendy's it's the uh, third highest uh that would probably be that's up there on my list i just felt it was disrespected in all the commentary online and to see it get come in third i respect that okay uh then after that nine ten percent said other they'll get to those in the comments nine percent said zaxby's i know i like me a good uh zaxby's uh chicken salad now 
okay and i know we, we're talking about salads right okay uh i'm just putting my opinion out there you know what this show's so random do what you do um and then after that so that was nine percent three percent said bojangles one percent said arby's because one of you motherfuckers <laughs> always says ah, arby's is that even e right somebody always lying about some goddamn arby's boy i swear the respect y'all don't have for yourselves then shake shack got one percent rounding out the rest y'all and this is just a terrible showing jack in the box got zero percent i they got chicken salad of course they got everything no jack in the box has a version of everything every other fast food place has including tacos but they not great at any of it or maybe it's just me right they like the lamar odom of fast food yeah like i like i said and it, there's some things if you get if you get it on the right day jack in the box is flamed you go back the next day you're like you know what this don't taste too good and like i said it, it varies kfc got zero nigga chicken in the name chicken sounds got zero you talking about our audience now but we got some white people uh <laughs> even they was like fuck kfc zero percent said mcdonald's and zero percent said in and out so uh the comments at the let's see we got wow some of y'all wrote long <laughs> i was y'all was, had a lot to say y'all was thick fishing thick fishing these chicken sandwiches word uh alicia says rod the way y'all talked about these chicken sandwiches made me want to go on a chicken sandwich spree i gave up fast food for the most part but i'm about to hit up bojangles popeyes and that windy spicy chicken never had those mm, add pickles to it i suggest uh rockstar says hi rod and karen based on my research i have found shake shack to be to have the best chicken sandwich they can add bacon and subtract the homophobia from your order while chick-fil-a can only do one of those things plus chick-fil-a fries take taste like paste what there i said it oh you did not come for waffle fries you I did like, not just come I for like waffle, waffle fries. fries you are not being un- paste yo see this, this rockstar see this is what i'm talking about you not honest with yourself i can't trust you now if you would have said it's delicious but fuck them gay hating ass motherfuckers i'd be like yo dog i respect the shit out of that because you gave up something now you want me to pretend but you know what you know what it is this is how i like this is uh how when i go on facebook how y'all treat y'all exes that's what this is (laughs) yeah this is what that is like oh oh you ever see your ex and it's like they this that and the other and i'm like oh okay they still reading your status somewhere okay i see uh, uh, uh. i see what it is dog because if it was that bad why the fuck was you with them in the first place couldn't have been all bad all the time you did have some good times with them right there must have been something okay about the motherfucker oh but now they trash oh okay i, I see uh shack probably will not win out since everyone is familiar with shake shack uh if anyone lies and answers in and out is the best i'm slapping the shit out of them for messing with the scientific survey because in and out doesn't serve chicken ever the new popeye <laughs> spicy chicken sandwich is lit you can't add uh bacon uh there uh there was a commercial for the sandwich around a month ago but since popeyes changes their promotions each month you might have missed it i started seeing the commercial around the time they were airing the double dip boneless chicken wing commercials i think now they're on to promoting their surfing turf or shrimp basket the only thing about the popeye sandwich may be that it possibly is a limited time offer well i mean not by choice but it is limited time <laughs> yeah they said when it's come back it's gonna be permanent wednesday wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is serviceable as serviceable oh nigga you have terrible taste there are no bojangles in texas or california so i can't hate on them yet oh see look you you just admit your bias you was waiting to hate i can't hate on them yet 
wow this is nothing but the shake shack agenda god damn <laughs> shake shack agenda. never thought i'd see it on my podcast wow the point is don't sleep on the popeyes joint while it's here but shake shack's chicken sandwich is here for the long haul keep up the great work you guys and may white jesus continue to bless you too <laughs> yeah. shout out to white homophobic jesus the same jesus from chick-fil-a <laughs> white white homophobic jesus is uh the same people the catholics pray to jane m says since my popeyes messed up my order and gave me a classic sandwich without the sauce wow i really can't judge it against my favorite spicy chicken from wendy's it was still delicious a four out of five i'll try again in a few weeks i know better than to go over there on the first day lol yeah man that sucks when you get a classic instead of a spicy i don't order classic chicken sandwiches by the way unless it's grilled i don't order spice my shit up why the fuck would i want less spice who wants that in a world where they gonna cost the same i'm gonna pay i'm gonna pay the same for something with no spice on it Mm -mm. mimi says i live in france i voted for popeyes on gp because they had the best seasonings and i like voting for things yeah, fucking up my signs and but the kfc overseas they make they feel different than they do here in america i heard the kfc's in other places of the world ain't like here in america well she didn't say she said popeyes she voted for oh, popeyes. popeyes okay yeah so she didn't say nothing about kfc she just wanted to fuck up my science <laughs> y'all do realize this is how wire act i'm doing up here guys. <laughs> it's very meticulous calculated stuff all right had to take a quick little break real quick to go to the next session but right back to your comments um blue wave rider says i heard y'all talk about the intelligent blue check mark conservative white folk who objected to project 1619 um i love the way they try to rewrite history to erase the complicity and evil of their ancestors who supported benefited or otherwise overlooked the human trafficking of african people can't believe the civil war was fought to liberate the happy slaves from their benevolent masters moreover many enslaved people left the plantation to fight with the union army to destroy the institutional happiness that was slavery in the u.s fuck out of here <laughs> yeah that's so yeah. man by the way civil the north would have lost the civil war and because they were they were racist too they didn't want black people to mm-hmm. fight in the army and uh lincoln and them lost several battles and were on the brink of losing the war before they said okay let's add these negro soldiers and of course the negro soldiers fought like a fucking beast because they were fighting for actually their cause right white people were fighting for the intellectual uh argument of um you know secession and slaveholding and shit uh from the north many had to be recruited and forced and drafted into the army um at one point they drafted some people in new york uh you can look this up i forget what year it was but it's a riot in new york where they ended up hanging and killing some black people but the lincoln passed a law where they were going to draft people and they drafted people in new york white men to go fight in a war and they were so mad they went to the black parts of town and started killing black people keep in mind those black people were not allowed to fight in the war because white men only wanted the privilege quote unquote of being in the army so yeah it was it, like they blamed the black people they they were not less racist than the south they I just know why people don't understand that they're just their their part of their economy did not benefit from slavery in the ways that the south did so anyway um i mean even i mean we all know this but even when uh lincoln freed the slaves he only freed the southern the states that he had no control over correct these the secessional states is the ones that he said oh yeah well i'm freeing the slaves there like it's all lionized bullshit that we learn in school very simplistic very simply 
and the reason we're learning that is because that's what they have to teach these white kids so they won't feel bad about slavery and so they teach them lies and they teach and they leave a lot of shit out and we black kids are casualties of war because we're in those fucking classrooms too if they had their way they wouldn't teach us even that nope martin luther king nothing in all this world is more dangerous than sincere ignorance and uh, conscientious stupidity uh miss anderson says i've been enjoying the popeye chicken sandwich for at least a month now and i pulled up to get one today at lunch and asked myself why in the heck is that line of popeyes then i heard this episode and that explains it all these niggas done found out about it we don't <laughs> we don't have a chick chick-fil-a uh close by so i don't know if it's better but it sure is good Amon says well i, I wasn't gonna vote because i haven't gotten to taste the popeye's chicken sandwich yet because that raggedy ass restaurant near me keeps running out of the ingredients my husband says it's good but who really knows he's he'll eat any practically anything yeah uh, that's how karen is i can't okay i don't can't, judge it off of me yeah karen doesn't realize that i have devalued her opinion on things at this point because like if everything's good then nothing's good i'm just enjoying these jokes and memes did you see the sketch where what junior did on instagram yes so funny he took the chicken sandwiches uh from the different companies and like made them have meetings and talk to each other about how popeyes was coming on the block with the chicken sandwich and ironically he um in joke form actually predicted what would happen because he because he said mcdonald's was gonna sabotage the supply of chick of fillets to chick to uh popeyes and popeyes did run out of chicken sandwiches so it was funny i died i almost did y'all almost also did y'all peep how chick-fil-a launched its mac and cheese nationwide right when folks were talking about boycotting them i heard about that i haven't like i said i don't really go to chick-fil-a that often so um, and and i'm not going for the macaroni and cheese yeah and i don't think the the waffle fries to me seem to be better and i also can't i don't know i can't imagine fast food mac and cheese being good I don't think you I've need ever. to make it quick and instant so odds are it's yeah. gonna be like baked because we do baked macaroni and cheese so it's yeah. like okay that that's probably gonna be some pasta cheese noodles salt and pepper mixed in some sauce yeah i don't think i've ever had um i don't think i've ever had good fast food mac and cheese Mm-mm, not at fast foods no sir i was trying to think of some of that. yeah it's all got to be instant right like, yep so, all right um then folks got quiet because their mouths were probably stuffed with cheesy goodness well played chick-fil-a i was sure they take a dip in sales as their ceo supports trump but no nah, mm-hmm. niggas still going they sales actually went up mm-hmm. uh because like me and roger passed and chick-fil-a's here and the lines got like super extra long like at eight o'clock at night like the fuck is this oh the trickle the trickle down chicken economy is real yes it is like popeye's flooded the whole block because it was lines everywhere it wasn't just popeye's Mm-mm. chick-fil-a had lines wendy's had lines yep, like and they were ordering that chicken people was getting cravings uh i'm not judging them though because my kid loves chick-fil-a and i'll be back after the election is over uh i've been trying to distract her with other restaurants recently yeah man i yeah like i told y'all before on this show and i know we got that one angry person that left us a terrible review but i'm never gonna not be truthful with the audience um yeah i I, i'll eat places that i know um like their politics might not line up with mine i actually assume most people's don't so me too if i was only eating places uh that i thought was on board with the shit i believe 
i don't know where i would eat down in the south that's my whole fucking point biggie says so it was a toss-up between popeyes and wendy's love me the spicy chicken wendy's club but popeyes added the pickle and it was a wrap for my previous favorite i feel you biggie now i do order my in all fairness i do add pickle to my spicy chicken so it comes on the the spicy um on at popeyes so that is a, a extra point towards them and i, I definitely agree biggie brooklyn shoebay says you know what i don't go to burger joints and get chicken sandwiches i go to get burgers and fries and the occasional chicken tenders i didn't realize black folks were so passionate about chicken sandwiches to be honest but anything to distract us from burning dumps fried as our government am i right let me tell you something the fact that you didn't know black people was passionate about chicken anything i'm starting to look at you sideways booking shoe babe what what where did that come from is this really your account was you at <laughs> you know we take all things chicken serious chicken tenders chicken nuggets chicken pat chicken, chicken involved baked chicken yeah we taking it serious i I don't know people that joke about chicken so i went out and got a spicy chicken popeye sandwich because popeye's literally five minute walk from my house it was spicier than i expected my agent stomach can't handle spice anymore but it was tasty uh it wasn't falling out the uh on the floor but i had nothing to compare it to but i'm not going to buy other chicken sandwiches to do a taste test because i don't have money like that i don't blame you yes you got to experience it and plus i think that chicken sandwich is like four dollars i mean the other places they get more and more expensive i don't blame you but at least you got to try before it ran out ev says yes i voted for ours because i'm tired of the rb slander they had a meats <laughs> i knew I test you? you knew you said it god damn boy she is a goddamn. Uh, your last name arby's <laughs> even e arby's good man i hope they paying you for this free promotion <laughs> you giving them because they trash ass needs to be paying somebody something oh no she i'm like nobody else would do this for her only evie jesus christ i get it. Uh, take a picture in a in a in a arby's and i'll i'll believe you evie i think this is all for online show uh all right last episode was Kristen bitches stewart 1947 <laughs> uh he reads a roger shive says um la- uh, let me tell you something about these socks and sandals situation these youths are out of control i've seen so many youth this hot ass summer out and about in this world with no cares and no sense in new in this new fashion fashion footwear wave i caught my younger brother 19 doing this in these streets and posting pictures i tried to no avail to correct him he will soon learn the expression that screenshots are forever uh yeah i, I didn't know i was you know uh they tried to credit uh Some backs and waves sophie with that but niggas been doing it uh and you see her clap back she was like no i just like to be comfortable no mary Wright said regarding imdb dead names yeah we because we read an article about mm-hmm. them leaving trans people's dead names up right um this reminded me of a recent thing that happened with my friend b who transitioned from male to female a few years ago as a cishet woman i never thought about a name being a big deal you just take your name for granted well my husband does taxes and b is one of our clients but this last year my husband wanted to downsize his clientele so he was telling a lot of his clients that he was letting them go and giving them referrals however my husband told b that he would keep doing her taxes at this point b teared up and thanked them but not because my husband is such a great accountant b said that her tax for her tax forms are the one place where her birth name still is and it brings up so much shame for her she didn't want anyone else to see it and she trusts my husband with that information about her i never realized that it could matter so much but it does so i hope all these dead names get taken off thanks for covering these stories and keeping the information going around as we all continue to learn and grow love mary 
yeah and this like most things with privilege this that's interesting about this it doesn't cost anybody anything to do it no it doesn't no it doesn't in fact in fact even for uh I guess sit het, sis het people. Mm-hmm. If you want to change your name, most times just go pay a little fee and change your name. Right. Like, and, and that's quote unquote the end of it. Why isn't that privilege allowed to everybody? If it's not your name, just pay a fee and fucking change your name. It don't matter, uh, what your, uh, sex is. I want to change my name. I paid the fee, change my name, the goddamn end. It's the same thing about the Trump, Trump administration. <clears throat> sorry. Trump administration. The cruelty is the point. <coughs> like the fact that we have this power to not do it is the point facebook was doing it you know like yeah it just seems kind of like i don't know it just seems fucked up william says regarding interracial relationships with in the trump era having grown up in bethesda maryland dc suburbs going to a private school with predominantly white kids and currently living in new york city dating a white girl who th- who works in finance from a republican family this story hit different Woo! a republican wow mm. so she like you know what i'm not gonna ask karen's comments hit home as i absolutely have friends who came into blackness later in life personally playing lacrosse and hockey at 10 years old getting called nigger by opposing players and their parents then my mom cussed them out i learned how my blackness was seen by the world at a fairly young age as it pertains to the current situation my girlfriend and i have gotten into countless arguments about politics trump blackness and overall compassion for those outside of your privileged group her family has always been one of those i don't necessarily like him but i like his economic outlook types of people even worse to admit uh is that they have always been pleasant towards me giving off that exceptional negro vibe they love to tell me about a black family we're close they uh Fleming were close with in high school whose kids they used to drive back and forth to school i find myself often getting hot knowing how nice they are when i'm around also knowing they could support a blatant bigot misogynist homophobe etc one of the things the woman in the article did not mention was kids and looking forward assuming they want kids I often remind my girlfriend's family that our child will be biracial and will therefore be seen as black. This is a reality I often see going unaddressed when discussing interracial relationships. I think such as what schools uh, to send them to, what to name our child, and how that will affect them later in life. The kids you allow them to hang out with all become complicated depending on your situation and environment. And I'm sure many of your listeners have experienced black children are indoctrinated into the real world earlier than most other groups simply because we are black and therefore targets in every possible way apologize for this long note the story just really hit and i wanted to provide some living example live examples for some of the points you all made can't speak to any of the women's women's experience but can personally tell you it is a challenge almost every day with that said you try to make it worse the best you can and make the best of this current state while keeping in mind racism etc was here way before trump and isn't going anywhere when he leaves i think i try to see the best in people and pray that the turmoil he causes will wake up those on the fence people this is my first comment thank you for taking the time to read i completely understand if this is too long and just try to get some thoughts out and add some context a white friend put me on the dumb thrones like five plus years ago shout out to hot Firestarter. and i first heard y'all back when aria got first got the bravos keep doing what y'all doing much love k yeah thank you first of all thank you for writing k um and secondly man i can't even imagine i can't i yeah i just i don't even have the imagination to feel like i could manage a relationship with in-laws that felt that way or um it's and i don't know how your girlfriend feels completely because uh 
but just the fact that you have to like argue about it all the time or whatever or, or consistently like bring up these discussions i don't think i could do it man um i'm 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 not built like that uh for me personally and it's one of those things uh to where um i don't i don't i don't want to argue with my mate but that's just me like i i i don't you well know. we don't argue period right that's, like we are a complete outlier there so the thing i wanted to qualify this with is um i do understand what it what the way i view it is this he has chosen to take on the burden or the right um the uh what's the right word um the this area of his relationship is going to be something he is constantly going to have to be vigilant about and talk about and all mm-hmm. that stuff the reason i'm not because some people reading this out there like that's what's wrong with especially black men you know and all this shit and uh, how can you do that and the reason i'm not necessarily going to say that is because i think every woman that has ever been in a cishet relationship with a man has had to fight agreed you know what i mean like they had to fight for their way just about every single woman is probably that just doesn't understand his privilege Mm-mm. and the little things and the and the big things and all the stuff you talk about you gotta we literally were talking um reading a comment from brooklyn shoe babe who talked about a man she was dating and then how he couldn't understand uh all, she had to teach him about privilege and, uh, and microaggressions and all this stuff because he he doesn't he, he even with half the population men and women he didn't understand that because he's a man and he don't have to think about that shit and it wasn't until he was put in a situation where he had to think about it that he saw he was like wow oh so this is what it feels like for you all the time okay so this race is the area in their relationship where they can do that and i think that's kind of a um that's a thing i couldn't imagine being for myself but i completely understand that it's possible i'll put it that way yeah and then you have to be a special i feel like a special type of person to keep that same energy energy topic like like for me i would get exhausted like for me personally yeah 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 i couldn't do it but yeah you know and and then also the other thing i would add too is it's not like he sounded like some type of coon oh no 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 i'm not saying you know no i know you're not i'm just i'm just this is just me throwing this out here okay like sometimes you hear people in interracial relationships and they're so like scared of their own race right that you're like oh that's why you think like that woman who it sounded like had never had a conversation about race until trump was in office and she's like my oh, my husband might be racist it's like well how did that happen you know and it sounds like even as his girlfriend or whatever they talk about race a lot um and i do imagine that if you are in an interracial relationship if you you and your mate don't talk about race even if you have to argue about it if y'all don't talk about it i think that's way worse agreed like i'd rather us have a discussion and you didn't understand and i'm trying to help you get there right then uh, then i walk around like i'd better not bring up no racial shit that to me i can't imagine i need freedom in my house to be me and if i gotta still be on when i'm at home that, that i can't do that shit nah fuck that um but yeah good luck man you know and um more importantly like i just don't know how you're gonna do it with the family because i mean are they gonna like if you do have kids i don't know that whoo lord jesus help them okay 
uh and says rod this article about pumpkin spice latte is for your inner white woman of color yeah pumpkin spice lattes are back and so is their shame and quit it yeah this is about maggie gordon and the houston chronicle uh i'm not gonna read all this stuff but yes of course i agree okay <laughs> the fact that people trying to act like they're not excited about this pumpkin spice return is blowing my high Evie says i honestly don't know what to make of the story of a black woman with her trump loving husband my husband is white and i don't know how i would deal if he was a trump supporter it's bad enough my father-in-law is a trump supporter but he knows not to bring that shit up around me i sighed out of hell out of my father-in-law though if those tweets are indeed authentic it sounds like this woman overlooked a lot of problems that were already there because there's no way that just comes out of the blue yeah that's the thing you can't um it's no i mean well i shouldn't say no way no 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 let me think about this okay i can see how it could come out of the blue in her mind i don't right. think it came out of the blue Mm-mm. but i can see how she feels like this is oh, she ignored all the signs until trump i was fine right and, and i feel like that happens because you coast by on it's all good it's not a problem i'm not black i'm oj and then trump comes in the office and it's like uh-oh as someone who came into my blackness later in life i can honestly i can understand how she could miss some of the signs but not all of them sound like she either thought she could change him or she was not like those other negroes so it didn't bother her at first yeah maybe she came into it like right after trump and obama or something i don't know anyway that was just a sad ass that was sad thread mm-hmm. all right we got comments on the poll was the dog racist or the priest or both the dog the priest both were racist karen both 64 percent of the artists agrees that the dog and the priest are racist 32 percent say the priest and four percent say the dog and i know the 32 percent of y'all voted that way because y'all love dogs and that's just sad to me y'all know worse than that black woman dating that racist trump man oh lord uh mike in london says it's like the dog ate my homework hilarious the dog ate my tolerance and open-mindedness cats just hate everyone eagerly yeah like i don't think like it's not that i don't think cats aren't it's not that i think cats aren't racist i just think cats are like racist xenophobic homophobic uh species phobic uh you know they like they hate you know islamophobic like cats just are like i'm all of the phobics all the isms um if yeah if it wasn't for y'all opening up these cans of cat food i really wouldn't fuck with none of y'all come on biggie says i'm going to need this priest to get better with his sism excuse Iman says when we lived in los angeles i was always posting about the racist dogs in the neighborhood i lived near once i recorded a few white doggers doing it going the same way i was headed with my daughter in her stroller then started walking the same way before all you heard was dogs when the dog barking would start and they were barking there's a nigger dogs don't use the hard r uh on the sidewalk there's a nigger uh and and me <laughs> and me just trying to get to the library for toddler time racist ass dogs if you tell their owners that the dog is racist and they learn it from someone hurt faces all around lol side note that movie white dog is hilarious i watched it with my friends in college after we decided to have a bad movie night uh with alex says without more info it's hard to, for us to know for sure but i went with the priest interesting though i was listening to npr podcast that was talking about racist dogs and they talked about how they are maybe a feedback loop from the stereotype of dogs being racist for example a white dog owner has black visitors and feels nervous when they arrive afraid of being embarrassed by his dog's behavior and the dog senses those nerves and feeds it to the loop i don't know if this concept has been proven but i thought it was interesting sure yeah uh that still is the owner being nervous though so 
why are you so nervous chuck uh all right we uh, got a couple uh, of voicemails on the voice line 704-557-0186 is the voicemail line um and uh we'll try to get through these they have to be two minutes or less or it will get cut off mm-hmm. uh so make sure you remember that when you uh leave these messages um and uh yeah so 704-557-0186 all right guys um here we go hey rod and karen this is carissa uh at prof Corey on twitter just giving you a call uh finish listening to your thing on jay-z and kaepernick and just wanted to say wow thank you for the nuance and just love the way that you brought it from ida b wells through those two and then back to ida b wells um, my first book is on lynching, so Wells is definitely a hero of mine, and mm. so that was just a special treat. Um, but it was also just good to get a sense of all of the dynamics around this. It's, it's a story I'm not following that closely at all, mostly because it's sports-related. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it just was really useful and just so rich. So i don't want to add anything i just want to say bad props thank you for what you do and uh i'll be seeing y'all oh and i'm excited to uh celebrate september 2nd uh of course i have plenty of uh uh gear so i will be ready all right yay that's what i'm talking about um yeah and i and i don't know it's just uh reading this book is just uh, especially all the context of Paula getting put in it is really like I don't know it's helped me look at things in different perspectives and trying to think about it's easier to analyze Ida B. Wells life from a hundred years in the future Agreed. than it was from you know day to day and watching how she developed and different opinions and different activist stuff she was doing so that's the thing I try to keep remembering is like you know what none of us is fully formed none of us know where we're going next and everybody trying different angles to knock this shit down i'm not saying it'll be successful i'm not saying everybody's on the up and up like but you got to take some time and allow things to cook out a little bit before you can just like these the snap judgments and the like that stuff is more for like twitter and facebook like that kind of stuff is for fodder for media and whatnot but whether it'll hurt or harm people is not something you know immediately Mm -hmm. you just can't you don't have to like the idea i'm not saying you have to co-sign everything but who will be helped by it you don't know and you know the ultimate ultimately in a lot of these uh endeavors is going to be quote-unquote failure because it's not going to get us free like there's no one cabinet taking a knee is not getting anybody free Mm-mm. and that's okay we shouldn't put that we shouldn't put that level of responsibility on every individual act of a black person is whether or not it moves the race forward like we'll never like that'll drive people insane so we'll see you know uh she left one more voicemail hey rod and karen this is carissa again at prof Corey on twitter i want to slightly revise what i just said um i was saying that i haven't followed the story because it's related to sports and i just want to revise because part of the reason why your commentary was so on point and you know there's no need to add to it is because you know how thoroughly those issues are related to every other issue that we're invested in so um 
you know, haven't followed it all that closely, partly because it's sports and entertainment, but the truth is those are big parts of American culture no matter what. <laughs> and so my analysis of how this nation works has to always um, have some awareness of that. So that actually is why your commentary was so powerful. You showed all the ways that these things are woven together and have everything to do with how we're all trying to navigate this racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, or we should say uh, antagonistic toward uh, queer people and trans people nation this is. Anyway, so yeah, just had to call back and slightly revise because the reason I appreciated what you had to say had to do with the fact that these things aren't as separate as sometimes we like to pretend. So, thanks again. Ah, anytime. All right, Thank you for listening. Thank you. Yeah, it's a sports story, but it, like with all things sports, the reason people love sports because it's always bigger than sports, but it's always sports too, right? So, yes, it's a it's it's such a workplace dispute essentially but it touches on so many hot button things and um the people involved like i said man i really i'm trying to flesh it out more even with the Chappelle thing and i'm feeling like the undercurrent to all of these events becoming major social zeitgeist moments are the fact that we as black people really want charismatic straight black male spokes figures as leaders because if you look at how we lionize the people and we put them on pedestal for saying any fucking thing for holding any level of space no matter what that we're talking about a rapper a football player and a comedian right and we and we can't stomach the idea of them being critiqued and i mean this on both sides i'm not picking any one of these guys over the other we can't stomach them being critiqued there's a big contingent of our community that will will come at your head come at your neck if you say anything bad about one of these guys and at the same time we can't stomach them being put in leadership positions whether they put themselves there or we place them there because they're not really leaders because they're not actually trying to be you know that's not their goal they didn't say i trained my whole life to be an activist or i trained my whole life to be a race leader that's not what they do we don't know necessarily how educated or uneducated these people are when it comes to matters of race yeah particularly ones that actually we quote unquote place them there when they do shit that's not on the agenda you have to justify that shit too that's and that's why that's where i'm coming from is that's what made me think about it the most was though all three of those dudes have done something in the last say six months that has gone outside of that like the comfort zone of where we feel like woke is right now Mm -hmm. and every time they do people cape for it and then people also try to destroy everything else they've done and in both cases i'm like but it's it's really not extreme on either way you know they're the people that did both of the things so anyway uh we got another voicemail let's see this from mine oh, i probably should have loaded this in the background talking that was a mistake oh, 704-557-0186 is the voicemail line two minutes or less hey rod hey karen this is me um i just was calling to say that 
I'm catching up episodes, but I bust a gut. I laugh so hard. I had the segment where y'all talk about Robin, <laughs> the Black Robin. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, I feel tired now. I laugh so hard. But, like, when y'all talk about it, I was like, ooh, it should be called Rod, the Reluctant Robin. And I was like, <laughs> I agree that look. It's just a little black kid with glasses and an inhaler in his hand. But <laughs> like, what? And I just could see the panel of him looking at Bruce and Alfred, like, y'all know I got asthma, right? <laughs> like, no. Just ignoring clues. Just like, nah, I'm not doing that. <clears throat> oh, man. But yeah, I was just, <laughs> oh no, and then Batman can come and be like, oh, Rod, you gotta avenge your parents so it doesn't eat you up inside. Like it did me, it's like, I'm going to therapy. Is <laughs> like, act like you don't know he's Batman. So alright, I love you guys. I had such a good time. Hey, Dad, yeah. Alright, bye. Uh, thanks, Ma. Bye bye, baby. Yeah, that was actually one of my favorite segments from last week. I, I didn't plan for us to do all that ad libbing, but it was so fun. That was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely couldn't have been robbing. I would have been making every, I, on a school night? Batman, how, how dare you? What kind of child you raising me to be? Like, I don't know, be like, Bruce, you know it's the PTSA meeting tonight. Right. What are you going to be? But I, I, I guess Afro will have to go. Right. So, I, yeah, I definitely would have. Yeah, even with, especially with asthma, just all that gallivanting around. Your boy couldn't, could never. Like, I'm, what? I'm going to pass out while we fighting the Joker and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, get here with the scare. And you definitely got captured because all the robbers get captured by Joker at some period of time. Right. Scarecrow hit me with some gas. I'd be imagining racism and shit. Like, I'm good. <laughs> We got one last voicemail. Hi, dog. Hi, Karen. Y'all super fancy. I like the voicemail response. This, this woman with this British accent. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I'm listening to this episode of Crabs in the Barrel. Oh, the, oh, sorry. This, this is Shelly from New York. And I'm listening to the episode Crabs in the Barrel. Oh, my God. Um, old girl, can you guess the race? That burn. <sighs> burn that, uh failed booty call his house down or tried to I don't know whatever the hell she did but listen I can understand where she was coming from I have been in those situations like before I got married a bitch was hot to trot and um, I was flown where everywhere I could have gone and went and there was one dude was like oh don't you come see me uh, you know I need you Da-da-da-da-da. you know the bullshit Some niggas don't let you Da-da-da-da-da. whatever and a bitch booked a flight, and I hit him up like, "Yo, I'm coming out. About I pay for this flight. Like, I, I, I what? Go. Like, I'm going because whatever. I'm, I'm gonna get this dick. Maybe, maybe not. But there's still some places I'm gonna go eat in this town. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> Showed up in town. I flew in. Stupid bitch. It was really like, okay. I had my five star dinner at that restaurant I was looking at going into, and. uh no words from this motherfucker. If I had it in me, I would have gone over to that nigga's house and not burned it down. But like, you know, found the car, <laughs> some tires. I don't know, maybe busted in some windows, put some chalk on it, the paint. I don't know. I'd have done something. But I'm bigger than that. But at the same time, I understand where Shorty was coming from. Uh, again, uh, Karen, you had me flustered last week with uh, my friend having a hard time. This is me again. 
Oh, she got cut off. Hold on. She got, she left one more quick message. Well, goddamn, two minutes goes by quick. <laughs> right, I'm out. I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep tapping into those dark corners of my life. And, uh, thanks, man. <laughs> All the best. Chelsea, New York. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, uh, and I, I think, uh, <laughs> uh i remember back in the day uh i used to be on this message board h um uh which is how i really learned how savage the internet could be um it could be brutal but um <laughs> there was this girl uh who slept with one of the other dudes on the message boards or whatever and then she and another person from the message board went down his house and threw they bought breakfast at mcdonald's or whatever and then threw the breakfast all over his car and i was like i always thought like that was the perfect level of annoying but not like too criminal for like like i like trying to murder the nigga by burning his house down that woman went uh, we can all say that's too far but like egg in a car like i mean it's fucked up and i wouldn't want it done to me but i i think that's a level of rage we could all like agree upon you know and also i like the fact that uh Shelly was like, uh, bitch, I went to the five-star restaurant. My belly was for happy. Right. So, as far as I was concerned, it was worth the trip. Just, yeah, the, just for the It restaurant. was smart of you to, to plan around and never tell that story on Twitter because they love a good fly-out story and, uh, you'll go viral for the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons, baby. <clears throat> Alright, let's go to the emails and we'll get out of here. Uh, what do y'all, what you all think? This is from Jasmine who says, hey rod and karen good morning just wanted to start off by saying that i love your show you both have a great way of always keeping me informed while dying from laughter and i must say it is greatly appreciated i'm currently listening to the crabs in the barrel episode and the discussion you're having about jay-z sparked a thought in me and i wonder what you all thought about it first go back a couple weeks i'm of the opinion that monique is the lauren hill of the tv movie world i'm unafraid to admit that i'm a person who cakes for both of them despite the flaw their flaws because i feel as though they are two individuals who have found themselves in a world most of us would never comprehend and in our own in their own sometimes reckless ways have tried to get the rest of us hip to what's going on i view them both like lakeith stanfield and sorry to bother you you are uh after the crazy white dude tried to get him on board with the whole horse slave thing and he went on his tv tour trying to let people know what was going on and he got branded uh as this unhinged person uh relating it back to jay-z i think him and beyonce are just living proof that some black people just live for the opportunity to complain as both of their careers have matured they have literally become blacker with the messages they put out in the music the images they depict like in their movie music videos uh with their causes they choose to support they both are the embodiment in my opinion of what we usually say we want from a successful black person to echo a point jay-z would have doomed been doomed regardless because the same people that some people just don't like him and people have convinced themselves that their opinion of an individual holds more weight than it actually does um yeah yeah i I can't even front man my the latest announcement on this i think was something like it's gonna they're gonna be doing entertainment stuff that will also be them selling uh apparel um i can't remember the name of the program yeah i the, i wasn't prepared to talk about this one um i'll I, I, i'll do more i'll read all the shit the information and, and talk about it tomorrow and balls deep or something but um whatever the name of the nfl program they're gonna do they were um 
they they they're like gonna have meat mill megan trainer and somebody else like do a concert next month they're gonna be doing like an event every month people get to stay and watch the games uh the proceeds from the sales of the gear will go to like the these different charities and stuff i haven't read all the details so forgive me i don't i can't i don't know if these charities are great or not you know um and i i know they're not the same charities as kaepernick i believe which uh you know is gonna be another point of contention for people that think that jay-z's charity should be about kaepernick's charity um but um yeah i do think in this society they are good examples if not great examples of black people who give a fuck about black people but also make money and i don't have a problem with am i the coon for going and okay you're absolutely right that people will have a problem with it either way because people used to have a problem with beyonce when she didn't talk about black shit enough and right. I, remember, I remember those people me too then she started talking about black shit and people said she's only doing it for a check um the same thing has happened with uh jay-z and the um, the conclusion that i've the well the the vibe that i'm on right now is if you're righteous and you think you're helping people then fuck everybody else because that's only your only you know your heart only you know the ways in which you're helping or not helping everything else is me speculating everybody else is gonna have a take on the things you do when you're at that level yes they are so if you feel like more people will be helped than harmed from the thing that you are doing then you know going in people already feel strongly about you one way or the other and the reason you're doing this stuff is because your name and your brand does draw this type of attention Mm -hmm. so it shouldn't just be the quote-unquote bad people or the people spreading horrible messages or the people that really don't give a fuck about anybody else it shouldn't just be them walking around saying fuck everybody that has a problem with me it should also be the good people man sometimes you really have to just be like i know people don't understand i know they're gonna twist it i know it's gonna come out of context but fuck them (coughs) otherwise you would drive yourself goddamn insane you know i mean that's all you can do is your best man and um some of these people you know like the things they bring up he's a billionaire okay i don't know what else to tell you like he's a billionaire and he's also using some of his time and money to help people sometimes i like the people are not one thing or the other you know um it's why i really don't i don't like the lazy messaging of like somebody that goes like it's the one percent and i'm like well all humans are fucked up they just don't have access to all those resources agree it's the mentality that's fucked up the ability to gain the one percent of money or to get into that echelon is one part of it right but you're just talking about the people that were the most successful what about the fact that the other 99 percent of them envy those people and want to be those people even the most righteous motherfuckers keep talking about if i could be rich for just a little bit if i could just take care of this like we all pursue this shit you know we all have dreams of these lives of 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 at least financial security to a point where we're not even worried about shit no more and that that kind of money that impetus behind it like 
that's kind of the the problem with all of it right like we're there's not gonna reach a place where everyone's happy and equally paid and feeling that they're equally valued because some of us don't feel that we're equal to everybody else all the time and that's like some of y'all put in effort at your job and you look at the person next to you at your job making the same salary as you and you're like this nigga don't work hard and i do come on you know how many of us uh shit how many of us can't get the money we deserve already and it's just because we are black or something you know like the game is so fucked up and we we're all turned against each other all this way or whatever but there are going to be some people who are rich if they decide to do nothing we shit on them if they decide to try to help we shit on them we're going to shit on people for being rich that's just the that's just the nature of the game so yeah it's up to him to just if he if he's righteous it's up to him to deal with that mentally but talking to everybody doing these press conferences it's not gonna change any opinion Mm -mm. they're gonna take those sounds and tell you the most destructive part of that sound bite and go confirmation bias we got them you know a perfect example the quote everybody keeps tossing around of him saying we know i feel like we moved past kneeling the entirety of that of that fucking quote is him being like i don't have a problem with protests and if people want to keep taking the knee they should keep taking the knee and i support them and i support that no one talks about that part of the quote because fuck that part of the quote it's better to just take it and to them the what the the five or six words of i feel where you move past kneeling and be like that's what he that's what, what the fuck he got to say about that did he say people shouldn't kneel did he say i don't support people kneeling did he say that's not a form of protest and he doesn't and he said he doesn't support protest it doesn't matter we don't we are mad at him he has been too good at this capitalism game and so now he's one of them as far as we're concerned don't matter he came from marcy projects doesn't matter his worldview it doesn't matter if he's edified himself none of it matters we have firm lines of delineation in our society of the rich versus the rest of us and the rest of us have decided the rich are evil and we're virtuous in every single way unless we're rich until you get rich yeah that's what i'm saying the, the everyone else has decided there's our, our politicians do it they play it like a fiddle oh the middle class this the the, the lower class that the, the poor people this the working poor we lionize these ideals the working poor are the same motherfuckers that voted for trump and we talk about them like they're fucking saints come on you now. can be you can be broken a piece of shit you know you can be rich and a good person in my opinion that's my opinion though you know and also it's the wokest thing you can say is like there should be no billionaires no one should be rich rich people are bad that you know like that's the wokest shit to say because it's easy because you're still talking about a group of people that's a very small group and what the fuck they gonna say to you they don't care they they should be off living their life not worried about us so anyway uh and when black people get rich we do it to them too it's you know it's that simple uh when i first heard the jay-z deal it actually made me think of the interviewer dapper dan did uh the interview dapper dan did with the breakfast club after you fall out i remember watching the interview and thinking that he was making uh points that i think in the grand scheme of things most black people would agree with and or want to happen but in the immediate most would possibly argue against and or never would be able to comprehend sorry if it sounds like i'm rambling i struggle struggle with putting my thoughts together sometimes but i just would be curious to know what y'all think regards jasmine yeah i haven't heard the ja- the uh, dapper dan interview i don't listen to the breakfast club mm-hmm. but um uh even with dapper dan like i don't have a problem with what he did with i think it was gucci mm-hmm. i mean and, and 
and, and for the record i i i i'm still saying the same thing i said last week about jay-z shit until we know the fullness of everything that that he's doing with the nfl uh i don't really have an opinion yeah we don't know all the details i want to see some results like okay so y'all gonna be selling shirts to raise money where's the money going how much did you raise right you know who's being helped by this you know you said millions and millions of people are you really gonna have help millions and millions of people i i can't know these answers right now so me jumping on twitter to go on a rant or retweeting everybody like i all like honestly man, i've been unfollowing people this week that just sit around like retweeting every negative fucking thing they come across that fits their agenda because it's it's so fucking exhausting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and the real and the thing i realized was oh they're doing this because it's and it's influencing it's making me feel like something's happening that's not happening agree like if i go out and i find every tweet that says um uh let me think of something that says beyonce can't sing right now there's always somebody saying it they probably have no platform yeah. a few people that follow always them somebody said but that. let's say i just did search beyonce can't sing on twitter and i retweet every person i can find saying it well anyone following my timeline now sees 14 tweets in a row of beyonce can't sing and what do they start to think well there's a lot of people that think beyonce can't sing but are there a lot of people that think beyonce can't sing or is everybody finding the people that said that and we're all retweeting the same few people over and over and over and so now my brain passively has absorbed fucking you know 47 different retweets or images of this is a bad thing this is a bad thing then when i go outside my motherfucking house and talk to people they're not as passionate or upset about these things you want the big eye-opening thing with the jay-z thing i thought was interesting it was the number one topic of conversation everywhere on my internet everywhere i go to the basketball court all the people i know there are mostly black men and we love talking sports we love it we love the nfl talking that we love talking basketball college for high school it don't matter them niggas love talking sports i really sat there and realized like almost at the end of the day i was like nobody brought up jay-z cabinet mm-hmm. i couldn't imagine if, if outside I, of the internet it didn't fucking matter right if i would have pay, i would have bet money if you would say right i bet you a hundred dollars that's what motherfuckers gonna want to talk about as soon as you get to the water day and i like i remember at the end of the day i brought it up and everybody kind of had the same like i mean okay like you know like who is cabinet to tell jay-z what to do who is jay-z to decide when people gonna kneel like it's not like good i hope i hope it works out for both of them you you got next or not and that's the thing that i think uh is missing from all this you need more perspective you got to step away a little bit you need a little distance because it, when you're up close on something it does feel that way and <clears throat> you know uh for good and bad you know even things i'm passionate about myself if you take a step back sometimes I, i'm like oh wait uh i'm the only one care about this or not that many people give a fuck about this shit and i'm letting it dominate my life i gotta calm down a little bit um uh, i don't know why but i had to follow up an episode of 1943 this is miss martikins mimi who says so you reported on the interracial couple playing slave and slaver as soon as i heard about it, i was thinking she wanted to be the slaver not the slave in the follow-up report she said it was a dominatrix role play so i don't know how spitting comes into the role play but at any rate i felt that in my spirit anyway on another uh note uh oh wait huh we did do this feedback we did this we did this update okay on another note 
capitalists unite in fact while i try to secure the bag i'm going to use capital letters because that is how capitalist i want to be until i get rich and then i will be a philanthropist shout out to <laughs> shout out to sean king love y'all be easy me me yeah <laughs> by the way nothing should tell you more about how that was a twitter thing than sean king jumping on the trend of shitting on jay-z a nigga who got funny money that we are all like nigga don't you got funny money where your money at speaking of causes a dude that has started and quit so many fucking causes and people went where'd the money go is talking about jay-z and like just it's, it's it really does eat itself you have to just sit back and be like don't trust none of these people don't put nobody on a pedestal and you don't have to worry about them falling off shavonda says hey y'all i really enjoyed this episode I totally agree this is for hot baby summer totally agree with y'all said about black men being centered in black culture overheard a dude at the barbershop once he who had gotten out of prison and was living with a new girlfriend i never forget the entitlement this dude exuded he said something to the effect of women should help us get on our feet listen i'm not knocking folks who <laughs> oh should and caps okay women should help us get on our feet listen i'm not knocking folks who get involved with ex-felons as long as they know what they're getting into but this sense of entitlement some dudes have is crazy to me if you choose not to take not to date someone who is not on his feet black folks treat your ass like a traitor right yes they do why do you think you uh who do you think you are i bet you like them white boys don't you why don't you take why do you hate black men i heard all of those uh yeah just because a woman has standards a man can have all the standards in the motherfucking world right also i love love what you said about poor folks are not more morally pure uh pure not your exact words they're more they're more well-off folks as someone who has worked as a cashier all during college in the social service sector for six years i can attest to this that's one reason why i'm not knee-jerk when i hear about certain shit in the news anyway really enjoyed this episode vonda thank you Mm-hmm. yeah look at all the motherfucking videos of people attacking popeye's workers those weren't rich people those was regular ass broke people and shit regular nine to fivers treating the next person like fucking shit man i don't fuck like yeah i ain't no heroes y'all rebecca says my ego check good afternoon karen rod after finding you folks on the vox piece i've been an avid listener ever since i love hearing your take on issues of the day because you're about the only folks with a head on your shoulders that can think past a gotcha headline and reason out the nuance of it your take on outrage culture is spot on i keep my ego in check by remembering we are nothing more than a speck of dust in a pale blue on a pale blue dot carl sagan you probably know this since you're far more book read than i has a quote oh yeah i'm not uh i'm I'm sure i'm not more book read than you uh not far more I, i read but i don't i'm not an avid reader i get better um <clears throat> uh but yeah that carl sagan uh quote was is basically him the uh human life is in the span of time and the uh space of uh all of uh you know creation or whatever you want to call it, all of existence um it's kind of a long quote so i'm not gonna read it all but yeah i've i've i've, I've read it before um uh and it keeps my ego in check whenever i feel like nobody's listening to me or my opinion should matter and or i'm never going to leave my mark on the world i think of this pale blue dot i have to survive just like everybody else in the grand scheme of the universe i'm less than a speck of of a molecule of a molecule and there ain't nothing out there that gives a shit about me nor is it promised anywhere that it should my mother's favorite quote to me growing up is nobody ever promised you a rose garden i had to find my own happiness and you know where i don't find it television and social media my husband has a saying and now i say it too your perception is your reality 
uh that's both positive and negative realities as what are what you perceive we're gonna have to learn to get along whether we do it on our own or mother nature gives us a hard lesson because that's for sure coming sure sir yeah for real seriously how hard is it to treat people how you want to be treated regardless of race color or creed 2019 the era of ego in my humble opinion people on social media need a serious reality check um be kind to your neighbors even when your neighbors are asshole you don't know what kind of day they're having and you sure as hell don't need to judge them in the process stop giving a fuck what others think of you and search for approval you're never going to find we're all just specks of pale of on a pale blue dye of motor dust suspended on a sun in a sunbeam and on the subject of trump i take great solace in looking at the arrow on the picture of the pale blue dot that says you are here uh everybody else is at the arrow and and, and beyond that arrow arrow nobody nobody and nothing gives a fuck uh about him as a as the way it should be you know on earth as in heaven uh we need uh we need to give less of a fuck about him to the point that he gets it and crawls back under the gold rock he came from be blessed you two uh and keep on keeping it real uh cecilia or rebecca yeah um i feel you on that i mean i'm not a nihilist like i do care in general about certain shit and i think there's fights we can win while we're here but that i do also agree that there has to be some perspective about what you feel about what's real and what is um us being inundated with certain shit you know like i like i would never check all the way out because i feel like that's dangerous i do too especially as a black person I, I don't think i could ever do that like you got to know what the way the wind is blowing but i do also understand we need to decompress and relax a bit and some of this stuff whether you know and i'm sure i'll talk about this on top about the Chappelle special but some of this stuff there is some logic to the idea that the online anger and uh culture of harassment is what i'll call it i'm gonna try not to call it cancel culture because i i know everybody knows what it what it means and it's not real quote unquote i just don't feel like getting into the semantic arguments of it right but the arguments but the tactics of harassment that happen online and stuff you do need to step back from that i I think you do you know and i think that that part is real but uh yeah i'm not i'm not 100 percent to like all the way on uh you know like i mean some you know what i do though every once in a while uh it sounds morbid as fuck but sometimes i think about this uh whenever something's really bad is happening or whenever i'm feeling overwhelmed i just think to myself and it i don't know why but it brings me peace i just think we're all going to die that's a fact and somehow that brings me peace in a in in certain it's not like i want to but the truth of the matter is but we all have that great equalizer no matter what the fuck you're doing how you live in your life and to put it into perspective you know you're gonna not be here much longer than you were here so uh you might as well um you know enjoy some stuff you know relax sometimes and all that stuff too like we have our we all have our limits tanika says hey rod and karen just want to write in about the black woman and the white trump supporter husband as a black woman with a white husband together six years now and married for three and not with a three and a nine month old oh wait married for three and a nine month old son okay cool 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 i got it together for six married for three got a nine month old son i find it hard to believe that this woman never discussed race before getting married to her husband even before my husband and i started getting serious race came up a lot 
his friends and family would say and do problematic things sometimes so it's definitely a discussion we've had on many different occasions i had to know what we were that we were on the same page and that he was willing to speak up he does regularly and so much so that his sister dropped out of our wedding and said we accused her of being a racist well that'll show her right i'll show you i'm not racist i'm not going to get nigger wedding uh, <laughs> basically I feel like even Tamara Maori clearly knows her husband's feelings on race, but takes his side and supports him anyways. Yeah, well, dick will make you slap somebody. So I don't, I don't buy that we are three years into Trump and this woman is just now realizing her husband's views on race. That post probably originated from Russia. Getting close to election season, <laughs> Taniga. Yeah, I still don't know if that account was real. I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not curious anymore, but you know, the tweets I read, I was like, this could, they could just be making this shit up. You never know on Twitter uh mr span writes in tired at work um man when you got to talking about the 43 percent of americans who are americans who are tired while they're at work i felt that shit in my soul i worked in utility construction and most days i'm post i'm putting in at least 10 hours every day sometimes 12 and sometimes going in on work to work on sundays and i feel it too when i wake up most days i just sit on the edge of my bed for about 15 minutes trying to get my mind right preparing for exceedingly uh, picky customers teaching apprentices the proper way to do things making sure my work is done in a proper and safe way and just the physics physical demands of the job man i'm just fucking beat but then i feel terrible because when i get home all i really want to do is take a shower put my feet up and watch tv but i know i need to make sure my wife gets her time i need to make sure my daughter gets her time and before i know it i'm crashed out on my couch a lot of nights by 9 p.m falling asleep on something i swore i wanted to watch then i saw this story here on the local news about a man who crashed his car into a tree because he was exhausted from his night shift job yeah i read that um i'm sure his job won't take any responsibility in this but the expectation on workers today leads to these kind of things happening agreed yeah i've never fallen asleep in a car man but i've been close i have once that shit is fucking terrifying yeah like i'm like i have to like this job is literally going to kill me i can't do this i say all this to say folks take care of yourselves uh if you have vacation time use it stop letting them folks at work make you feel guilty about taking care of yourself it's why i'm never upset when ryan can't take a break with all the content they're putting out their breaks are well deserved the advice is something i swear uh, i need to adhere to as well y'all take it easy oh for sure thank you yeah and also man i was, I was so thankful for taking this week off because like i said man i was really in uh my mind was racing like seeing some of these things with uh the Chappelle um special because i was like i gotta give an opinion people were hitting me up i want i need to hear your opinion what you think about this and you know I, all of a sudden it's like wait a minute i actually think something completely different from everybody about this and i wouldn't have found that until days later <coughs> so glad i had to break rather than rushing in to give an opinion last one pilani writes in rod and karen i think you two are taking this week off but i wanted to share this story with you aloha pilani um and what is the story uh i see a picture oh sotaku anime arm fan seriously injured by shuriken shuriken after invading anime voice actors home what the fuck wow somebody tried to run up on kaito ishikawa ishikawa who is the voice of genos on one punch man what 
and he threw multiple shuriken and injured an intruder last night before police arrived at the scene he's like bitch i'm one punch man i'll, I'll just hope he said okay <laughs> hope he had a bald head too i hope he now nah, he's not bald oh no that, that's the that's the other one that's yeah. yeah that's the robot one my bad yeah i hope he said, I hope he said okay <laughs> you know how you don't be impressed nah, uh, no emotions okay so good all right man that's it we'll, this is a long ass episode we'll be back tomorrow guys with uh some actual podcasts and we'll probably talk about the Chappelle special and a bunch of other shit uh two weeks of feedback long feedback episode makes sense uh shout out to all my real niggas shout out to um bossy igby best-selling uh author mm-hmm. um and until then i like your hair thank you and i love you i love it too Mwah. Mwah.